we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 12 of the Kickout Crew. Uh, you know, thank you uh, for joining us for today, tonight, uh, you wherever you may be or may not be, but we'll get to that later. Uh, thank you for all the positive feedback on our uh, previous episode. Really appreciate uh, the good vibes coming our way and uh, keep the questions flowing for sure. Because uh, we had a guest last week and we're having a guest this week. So, you know, uh, keep the questions, good vibes coming and always send your questions to at kickout crew on Twitter. Uh, but that's enough about me. We have a special guest today and uh, Amy Vaughn. So uh, I'm going to kick it to her at the kickout crew. And Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I am excited to uh, obviously talk about women's wrestling and and maybe give a woman's perspective and to help Brad out with the older generation because Brad and I are the same age. So maybe he won't be so outnumbered uh, listening to the previous podcast that you all have done. Um, some of the things that have been mentioned, I'm like, yeah, I remember that. And, you know, Devin's like, you know, that happened 20 years before I was born or something like that. And so, uh, so I'm here to help with that demographic, uh, you know, so thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. Um, you know, uh, good to see you. Obviously, we're going to talk about three great matches today. Um, but, you know, before we dive into the matches, we're going to, you know, see how the guys are doing for sure. So uh, I'm going to go to uh, Brad, kick it to you first. Uh, how you been, man? Oh, it's just been fantastic. So I wanted to talk a little bit this week about uh, low-key uh, success in your life. Now, it's fair season. It's carnival season. I'm sure we got something going on in Kentucky there, young lady, don't we? Yes. All right. Perfect. So a number of years ago when my kids were seven and five years old, we went to the St. Mike's Fair. Now, they had gone the night before. And the night before, they uh, were apparently scared by this clown at the dunking booth. Okay? So... They're letting me know, Dad, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't walk by the clown at the dunking booth. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll avoid the clown at the dunking booth. No problem. <laughs> so we're walking through. I don't, I'm not real big on playing the games, anything like that. I like to eat there. I like them to ride the rides. And then, of course, we walk by this clown at the dunking booth. There's people yelling at him. He's yelling back. He's cursing. He's being very mean. But I don't care. He's not talking to me. But I walk by and he goes, hey, Baldy. Like, look over. I, I guess he's talking to me. Could have been a number of people, but I guess it's me. Hey, Baldy. And I look over. He goes, that ugly kid of yours, that is one ugly kid you got there. I stopped dead in my tracks. And then I look, there was a hush in the crowd. <laughs> All these people start gathering around. And they're looking at him. They're looking at me. They're looking at him. And I say, give me the balls. So they throw the balls at me. Now, little by little, people are, are surrounding, surrounding. My daughter starts crying. My son's running around saying, my dad's going to, my dad's going to, my dad's going to get beat up by the clown. <laughs> so, and now little by little, people are, are crowding in. Now, pressure's on, right? Pressure's freaking on. I have a ball. I throw it. Not. Not even close. Not not even close. He's like, "Hey, Baldy, that ugly kid of yours. Hopefully, his real her real dad comes around soon." <laughs> like, all right. So I throw the second ball. Again, nowhere near the target. However, 
it hits the beam, the long beam that is connected to the target. Well, guess what? If you hit the beam, which is, by the way, harder to hit, even though I wasn't aiming for it, the same thing happens. <laughs> the clown goes down. So in slow motion, I see the clown go down into the water. And then I hear it. Ah, the place erupts. Like it was like I just hit a grand slam at the World Series. Please go nuts. People are jumping on my back. My daughter dives into my arms. My son is losing his shit. And then the, the, the clown gets out of the water. He looks at me and he goes, Great shot, Baldy. And then I threw the balls behind me and I just walked away. <laughs> So, not a big yes. deal. Not a big deal, I guess. Like nothing made her accomplishment. It was not a promotion. It was not uh, any kind of, it was a low key accomplishment that made me feel real good. So I wanted to, well, we're not all here yet. Thanks coach for the late, the late call. And Adam, I, I'm not sure what you're doing in the dark, but <laughs> Devin, what kind of low key success have you had in your life? Low key success. Well, honestly, uh, not, nothing that comes Don't help me, God, if you say your fiance, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> oh, well, she is definitely a success, but Loki. Uh, oh, my God. Did he just pause? Did he just uh, pause? I mean, I'm tired. <laughs> All right, Mr. Roboto, we're going to so, come back to you in a minute. Andrew, you got to climb up and try to ring the Oh, uh, yeah. Domo uh, origato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, sorry, my internet cut out. I don't know. Hey, we were here. We were here for it. All right. <laughs> Amy, do me a favor. Um, yeah. can, you can you let us know something in your life that maybe you're proud of that maybe isn't a big deal to everyone else, but was a big deal to you? Oh, yes. That's what I turned around to look for. Um, where is it? Oh, my. Let me think. Let me think. You might have to come back to me. Sorry. Okay. We are on a roll. We are on a roll. James, will you please save the day here? All right, man. I got a good one. Uh, not to be, uh, you know, but I guess a low key success is uh, I was pretty much living with my mom and doing jack shit in Oklahoma and then uh, moved out here pretty much on my own and, uh, you know, kind of just slowly grind and grind and grind and did my shit, made a couple sacrifices here and there. You know, shit happens, but uh, low-key success now. Been on my own since moving here, I guess. Uh, coming up five years, I think, in this apartment. I've uh, had three races, just got promoted. I've been promoted twice, I guess, technically, within this company. So, you know, some people doubt you, and they look at you a certain way, and then you just kind of smile on their face and fucking whip ass. I don't know what to say. Sorry. But, yeah, as a low-key personal success, and uh, you know, I like that. Not done for, by no means, but, yeah. So do you split up your sleep schedule? Do I? Yeah. 100%. Haven't got used to this new schedule at all. It's like so four you know, like hours. Three hours one night, four hours in the afternoon, something like that. Is that what you do? Roughly. Currently, that's a, yes. That's a low key success there, I'll tell you. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Waking What's your up after, schedule? you know, the three hours. What's your schedule, James? What, do you what, what, is your, what are you having to do that for? I go in at 3 a.m. every day. <laughs> uh, my first day was on a Sunday, and at Sunday, that shift is 1 a.m but yeah. so ridiculous yeah. and i'm used to like not going in there early so you know gotta get the this is my first week doing it, it is what it is but uh i'll get used to it over time 
Oh, definitely, definitely. And it makes me definitely look forward to Chicago where I won't have to wake up at 2 a.m. every day. So. <laughs> you might not even see them, huh? <laughs> if you're lucky, you're going to bed at 3 a.m., right? Exactly. <laughs> and then back up so at 8 a.m. to see Kurt Angle. <laughs> so Sundays, you literally go from watching a pay-per-view and then two hours later going I honestly the did not watch that paper. I watched like, <laughs> had it on in the background, but I was like off and on sleeping. I did wake up to see a spicy vignette, but you know, by the time this airs, it's probably gonna be, you know, a letdown <laughs> for sure. All right, Amy, you're ready. Okay. All right. So um some of you all here in this group know, and maybe some of the ones that are, I know some people who are out there watching know, I'm a really big Arn and Tully fan. I'm a I'm a baby from the 80s, and that is my jam. And that's where I first really fell in love with wrestling. And so when we talk a lot about wrestling, it's for me, it's the big blue cage and it's, uh, you know, the tag team division that they had. Well, so everybody, so most people know my love for Arn Anderson. And so a couple, no, a couple months ago, listen to me. Last month, uh, I went to Webster, Massachusetts to a, oh gosh, I forgot the organization's name. Uh, I stayed the weekend with the wonderful Anthony and Shannon Pyers. And we went and saw FTR with Bret Hart in their corner versus Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr. with Arn Anderson in their corner. So I signed up for the meet and greet for Arn, of course. And I want you all to see what he wrote for me. He put to my Amy. <laughs> that is nice. <laughs> You're awesome. the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he has mentioned me on his own podcast before. And he wrote it to, I am his Amy. And that to me is some low key success that I will, I will cherish this forever. I am forever known as Arn's Amy. <laughs> so. Mentioned, mentioned you on his podcast. Mentioned yes. you. Yes, yes, he has mentioned you several times. <laughs> on yes, his podcast. yes. Um, yeah, we, we know he, that. <laughs> he, I, I'm always afraid that he's going to be like, well, if I need to mention her so that she doesn't like slip my, you know, sneak in my house and slip my throat. So <laughs> he thinks I'm a crazy. He does it though. But you know, no, I'm always afraid he's going to be like, oh my God, there's that crazy Amy again. But so, I mean, you know, so far, so good. <laughs> and I've become, I'm becoming a Brock Anderson fan too. He's really good. And I love seeing them two together. And what that must be like to have your dad teaching you the ropes and in your corner, literally, not just, you know, I mean, he in being in the business, but, you know, being there in his corner and, you know, still being that figure and being that four horsemen, you know, so I'm rooting for Brock too. So. And they don't look anything alike. Nothing, nothing <laughs> at all. I would, get, I would definitely get a, a paternity test, you know, blood test there. <laughs> Make sure. That's on that right. One. That's right. I was very confused <laughs> at the meet and greet, but we got it all figured out. <laughs> That's awesome, Amy. Thank you so much for sharing. Mike, have you done anything? What do you got? Uh, I beat my son in Fortnite. 
I guess that was Woo! a low key success for me. He don't ever want me to play with him on his team. If I'm playing with him, I have to be on the opposite team because he knows he's going to kill me. Well, I showed his ass one time and I got him several times. You know, I texted this earlier in the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was that was cool for me. I was proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. Put him in his place. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you want to repeat what you said because, um, like I said, you were just a robot. No one got um, any. Well, like uh, about a month ago, I just hit my five years at work. And I'm, I'm just excited about that. I think that's a personal goal. Yeah. I, uh, it's, uh, I work for a structural steel company called Survey Steel. We build a bunch of stadiums around here. Well, it's not around here. Down in New York City, like about six hours south of me. So it's been pretty cool to go down and see a couple of the stadiums. And I actually got to be in the UBS arena. We've talked about that a couple of times down here. So like, I really like that. I don't know. I think that's a personal accomplishment. You know what? It's an accomplishment itself that you're only 24 years old and you've been someplace five years. I'm guaranteeing you right now any of your 20-year-old friends haven't been anywhere five years. Is that right? <laughs> uh, yeah, most of them. Most yeah. of them are just you starting. bounce around a little bit normally. Somewhere. I was trying to think about uh, child labor laws in my head. Like, wait a second. Five years? <laughs> 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 you know. uh, no, I was 19 when I started. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for having a good time there. Um, by the way, I did go back to that fair the next year, and the clown was no longer there. He was in my head, though. He's still oh, in room three. <laughs> so, uh, all right, James, uh, I'll kick it back to you. Oh, well, we missed uh, two other people's stories. Uh, we're going to kick it to uh, Adam from Bama. Adam, what do you got? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, my bad, my bad. Uh, Coach Rosie, any, uh, any exciting uh, low-key moments? Rosie and Adam are MIA right now. That may be another ongoing story. Where in the world is Rosie? Because uh, it's going to be a big month for that guy. But, uh, you know, I think we've uh, discussed that thoroughly. Uh, so I'm going to kick it out to Mike. Mike, you got anything uh, exciting you want to share? Uh, well, I had a good weekend. Y'all heard the last episode. I had some family in town. Um, so I did that this weekend, celebrated my daughter's fourth birthday, and uh, just had a big old rainstorm. So life's going good. And it kept I've seen all power. those pictures on Facebook. Look like yeah, you know, I, mean, I, was like, I was more. I was involved. I was having fun. I didn't take no pictures. Hey, well, we got some nice looking beards on this show, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I just shaved I like too, <laughs> right before this. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, uh, good shit, Mike. Good stuff. Uh, Brad, so, uh, you know, kind of laying some groundwork on what we got going on today. So, in our three-part series, oh, boy, uh, our five-part <laughs> series, well, well, maybe not. We'll see. So, uh, <laughs> we're in part four of our part, five-part series, maybe six, who knows, on the on women's wrestling. Uh, this, this week is going to be just after Ruthless Aggression, going to be TV, uh, like PG era, Reality era, Divas era. It's not really an era, okay? But it's just this time period between maybe 2010, 11, the 2015. And we, of course, are going to touch in touch today on what this leads to with the women's revolution. We're not going to get totally into the women's revolution, but where we're headed. And Amy actually later on in the episode is going to give us a, a, a brief uh, talk on that. So this was a transitional period, 11 to 15, 
there's some very good. There's some very not so good. We're going to try to cover just mostly the good and speak positive. But there were still some things that it was a step back for a while. And then they kind of started doing better again. So that's uh, basically a rundown of what today's going to be. Divas era, reality era, PG era. Very good description. I like uh, the way you worded that. Uh, so uh, that being said, I guess it's time to uh, start off with match number one, which is a uh, four-way elimination match for the TNA Women's Knockout Championship. The participants are Velvet Sky, Gail Kim, Miss... Uh, how do you pronounce that? Tess Macher? Tess I didn't Mocker. watch TNA. Tess Macher, right? Mocker. Yeah. Miss Tess Macher and Tara. Uh, is from a TNA Impact that was taped on January 26th, 2013, but it aired February 21st, 2013 from the Wembley Arena in London, England. It had a match length of 8.45, and, uh, you know, that's a pretty good intro there. I, yeah, I'll uh, let Brad take it away before I get my comments on it. Well, I'm actually going to go ahead and kick it to Devin. Devin, you're going to do a little bit of a build-up for us here, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I got the breakdown on this uh, this fatal four way matchup. This was actually the final night of uh, TNA's United Kingdom tour in 2013. Uh, they decided to have it go off on sort of a bang. They had a couple title matches on this uh, this show. This one in particular was for the Knockout Championship. Like James alerted to, Tara is currently the Knockout Champion. Um. Velvet Sky had recently returned to TNA following her first run with the beautiful people. Um, Gail Kim also kind of recently returned from an injury where she'd kind of been just fighting off a couple shoulder and hip pain before this tour. Um, and Miss Tessmacher, um, actually known as Brooke Tessmacher, but she couldn't go by that name because Brooke Hogan was currently the head of all the knockout divisions. And uh, Brooke is actually the one who set up this match, this fatal four-way match, with uh, Taryn Terrell as the referee. And great job, Devin. Great, great yeah. job. That is that's tough to do a build-up on a show that's just on regular uh, re regular episodic TV. So very well done. Now, James, hey. did you happen to get the announcers for this? Is that I your did not happen to because <laughs> uh, the video I saw was. Uh, Stick figures, I think, would be more in-depth in HD. The quality I saw of the video was a uh, complete trash. But uh, I think there was a good crowd there. Couldn't see. <laughs> the match was a uh, very 8-bit, I would say. But uh, no, I did not happen to get those announcers, Brad. That's okay. good note-taking. So everyone in this uh, match is a former knockout champion at the time. Velvet Sky shaking her ass to the ring was a nice sight. Sorry, Amy, I'm already off to a good start here. <laughs> Executive in charge, Brooke Hogan. Now, Devin, tell me a little bit about Brooke Hogan and her role at this time. Uh, she was just the executive of the Knockouts Division. Like you said, um, she was given the spot by uh, her father and um, Dixie Carter. I was blanking on her name for a second. And she's just given this position to run the entire division. Have any of you heard from Adam yet? Because there's a few notes that are supposed to go to him. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Amy, were you watching TNA during this time? I was not. Okay. Now, were you surprised uh, at the referee in this match? 
I was fairly disappointed with that outfit. What was disappointing about it, Amy? Well, I think I had higher hopes. Again, not really watching TNA as much, but hearing about the knockout division um, and the, the and some of the strides that they were making, I just felt like that was uh, to have four women in this match for your title, a woman running around in a skimpy Halloween ref costume, just, you know, like it just really kind of showed me that they weren't really serious about women's wrestling, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, Devin, who is this woman? That is Taryn Terrell. You know anything uh, about her and her story? Yeah, actually, um, Taryn Terrell, she was brought in as a referee by Brooke Hogan. Um, she was assigned to be just a special referee for a bunch of the matches. And then eventually she was asserted the role as an official referee. Um, Taryn, actually, she was a wrestler in OBW, trained for a lot of years. A couple of years before that, she was in WWE as Tiffany. Um then a few years or a few months after this match that we currently are covering, she returned back to the ring, uh, continuing her feud that she was building up this time with Gail Kim. Great. Thank you so much for that. This is an elimination rules match, which is a little different than, uh, of course, a sudden death. In an elimination rules match, uh, each, each uh, participant, once they're out, the match actually continues until there's one remaining. Now, Mike, do you like this better as an elimination match, or would you rather have a sudden death match? No, I like this better. Why is that? I, um, I don't know. I just think it's a better concept of it. I, I, I just always like the elimination matches. So I guess, I don't know. Really, I, I have no reason for more besides I just think it's a better concept. Now, is Adam going to participate here, or is he just going to be um, the kick-out cruise symbol going up? Adam, <laughs> yeah, is that I'm, you? I'm not going to do my video. Uh, why? Are you naked? Don't worry about it. I want to worry, because I, like, I, I've been stalling, because I have questions for you. Go ahead. All right. You don't have to get mad about it. You don't have to get hot about it. <laughs> There's eight, the power. <laughs> All right, Adam. So anyway, there's a lot of quick roll-up pins and alliances during this match. What do you think of having an alliance during an elimination match like this? Well, considering it was only like a 10-minute match, I don't think it was needed in this one. But, I mean, I understand you're going to have two heels. Usually it's a two-heel, two-baby-face type deal. So every now and then you'll have the two heels working against each other or working with each other. But at the end of the day, they're always going to counteract each other. But I don't mind it. I mean, I, it gives it a little bit more entertaining entertainment in the match so the moves are fine here for a little while nothing spectacular right away uh, you know and one of the things we do talk about often is the time in these matches amy at what point do you think they had enough time? do you actually think they had enough time in this match to tell the story you know um obviously i would always advocate for probably more time i mean you have four women and it's an elimination match so basically you're looking at like two and a half minutes per limit, you know, like per elimination at that point, you know, it's moving very quickly. I don't really feel like there was much of a story. Um, 
Now it is, so I looked at the time of the, the matches and the most was given to the four man tag that, that they had that night. It was 12 minutes, 12 minutes and something. And then aces and eights and versus sting and, so, and somebody else I forgot, sorry, was 11 minutes. And then this one came in at eight minutes. Um, no, I don't think so because, you know, I don't, I, because I think the first elimination happened really quick. Like you, if you're in there, you could, you could see um, eliminations maybe going faster towards the third and fourth one because they've been in there a while and different people have been beating on them and they're tired. But I felt like that first limit, you know, I just felt like it kind of moved really quickly for women who were fighting and the champion is the one who got eliminated first. Oh, you're stepping on the next ab. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Sorry. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm just not somebody else. God forbid I go up over the notes, right? God forbid I have to go uh, change it up. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that, you know, I didn't even really feel like, and again, maybe it was the crowd. Uh, I didn't watch the stick figure one. I actually watched the humans. So <laughs> I just didn't feel like there was like, oh my God, we're getting a new champion. And then something between the three women left in the ring, like the urgency to, I want to win and be, you know, I don't know. It just wasn't, I wish it was different. I wish it was had more time maybe to get a little bit of a crescendo, you know, going, especially towards the end when you knew one of these women that the, you were going to have a new women's knockout uh, title holder I just didn't really feel that in, in that match and like I said eight minutes and 45 seconds like that that's really hard to uh to tell that kind of story I think you're, you're right you're exactly right I mean why even have a match like this if it's only going to be eight minutes you don't you don't need to have a, it just doesn't make sense that that part did not make sense now uh, to my next point James were yeah. you excited? Uh, did you think it added to it that the champion was actually eliminated first? I I see the point of it, you know, to add some excitement, but kind of what we're doubling back to, like, it didn't seem like a big ordeal to anyone else that was in attendance, for sure. And uh, I kind of, you know, that to bring reiterate, I guess, that point, you know, we hear about the knockouts uh, division all the time and how great they were, you know, definitely looking back in hindsight. But then, like Amy brought out, you know, you have a match like this and your ref wearing something like that when you're trying to legitimize, like, hey, this is the best division, this is the best division. And then it just kind of looks like some of that attitude era type of stuff where it's just real quick, real kind of floppy-ish. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe the crowd saw through it. Maybe they didn't know the people. I, I don't know what to say, but something was off. But eliminating the champ first, I do think, kind of adds a little excitement. You figure that would be something the crowd would get into, but I don't know what happened with that. And that was Tara. Tara is the champion. Uh, Victoria from the WWE, for all of you at home that only watch WWE. And she uh, she was rolled up by Gail, or Gail, Gail Kim Pinder, I mean, not rolled her up. But there was a moment here where there was a terrific moonsault by, by Victoria Tara. Uh, I thought that was very impressive. I, after I say that, I actually write here, the moves are fine, nothing spectacular. Then that moonsault happened. And then Velvet Sky hit a, I mean, that was a pedigree all day long mm -hmm. on Tara, uh, Victoria from Velvet Sky. They, they may call it something double arms whatever it is we know we call it the pedigree from triple h and then it got in your face <laughs> gail kim pins tara and then now you know right away you have a new champion 
There was the three woman suplex off the top turnbuckle was very impressive. Uh, Adam, do you know anything about Velvet Sky? Do you know anything about her? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. I know she's party. <laughs> you know, she's never had a WWE run. What do you think held her back? I think maybe she was just happy at TNA or Impact. I mean, because she was treated as one of the big, big fish in the small pond type deal. So maybe she just enjoyed being one of the top, top gals at Impact. Maybe she just got the, got the chance to go, just never wanted to. You know, I kind of agree. Like that, I, I say that about a, a guy like, I don't know if you guys are watching Current Impact at all, but Chris Saban's been around for a long, long time. And I always thought, why has he never had a run? And uh, according to Jeff Jarrett, he didn't want, he didn't need one. He was happy where he was at. So that's, that's a very good answer. Now, Sky eliminates Tessmacher with a roll-up. And now you still have, now you have Gail Kim and, and you have uh, Velvet Sky left remaining. Is Gail Kim... Devin, is she the face of TNA? Uh, yeah, I definitely believe she is in the uh, in the knockout division, uh, for sure. I think it, in the males division, that I think that has to go to AJ Styles at this time. He betrayed them, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, if you want to hear a little more about Gail Kim, she was actually on "Reffing It Up" with Brian Heaven this year and our friend RJ. Uh, about an hour interview almost with her. So it was very good. She's, uh, she's actually been on that show twice already. It's only got about 10 episodes. So that's, that's saying something, huh? Way to go, RJ. Now, <laughs> Mike, who did you think the heel was in this match? And for those of you at home that, that don't remember, heel is bad guy. Um, well, I kind of figured um, Victoria, whatever her name was there, I thought she was one of them. But out of everybody else, I really didn't know. I didn't pay attention to TNA back then. Okay. When I, see, and I wasn't either, but at the time, I thought Gail Kim was getting a lot more booze than she was cheers, and a lot of people were really behind Velvet Sky. So the referee threw down uh, uh, threw down together off the ropes, or um, I'm sorry. Jeez, oh, man, Brad, way to go here. Threw uh, Kim off the rope. Velvet capitalized with a pedigree. New champion, Velvet Sky. Hogan approves. James Again, this question is for nothing now because you watched a damn stick figure match. What'd you think of the crowd reaction? Was, what do you mean a stick figure match? What it are you wasn't a, okay. Doing? I mean, come on now, kayfabe a little bit. It wasn't a stick <laughs> figure. It's not like I watched a drawing rendition of it. You can get those and you know it. <laughs> hey, that's probably true. Actually, I need to look into that. But uh, like I said, man, it just didn't seem to hit. You know, I'm, I'm, I love the crowd reaction. I mean, obviously, people. Make fun of like, oh, AEW fans just pop for anything. Well, go to an AEW show, man. It's a lot of fun. Like, it's cool to pop for the good stuff. <laughs> I don't know why that's hated. You know, you're there to have fun and cheer. I don't get it. But, yeah, like, uh, you know, but that crowd, eh, just, I don't know. I don't know the order of the card that night. Maybe I should have looked at that because, what? well, no, that was right at the beginning, I think, wasn't it? Or one of the first ones? I think it was middle. Yeah. So, I, I think don't know. The I don't get the reaction. I don't get the deadness of it. I guess what my last question was, very good match, but was it too short, Adam? I think we beat that to death, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was. I wish, I mean, because you've got two really amazing women wrestlers and the Velvet Sky, she was doing good right around this time. I wasn't too familiar with uh, Brooke. Uh, what was her last name? Hogan. Oh, <laughs> That's Mocker, yes. But um, 
No, I mean, anytime you got Gail Kim and Tara, they deserve at least 15 minutes just for them to. And Gail Kim working heel right here because she's grabbing the ropes during the pinfalls and whatnot. I mean, that's, yeah, she's, she's definitely the face of Impact Wrestling, either, even if she was working heel. I still love Gail Kim. She's still one of my top three women wrestlers. I love her, too. You know who Velvet Sky's dating or, Mar or Mar I don't know, with, by the way? It used to be Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah, how about that? Good for him. <laughs> Every Peter Griffin needs a Lois, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, talking about out kicking your coverage, brother. Yeah, right. He was talking about her. I busted up. I'm like, you? <laughs> oh, I don't want to piss you off, Bubba. All right, I don't right. want to piss you off. I mean, He'll let you, you know catch, for sure. <laughs> He'll come you can catch Bully Ray, Bully yeah. Ray and Velvet uh, commentating for the NWA now. Oh. Look at you with your NWA knowledge. I'm so proud of you. I love the NWA. <laughs> I watch every week. That makes Velvet, zero sense. She's one of my favorite commentators. No music, no nothing. 24-year-old kid watching NWA. What else? I love it. Trevor Murdoch. Did you watch man. any Benny Hill this week? Did you watch any of that? <laughs> Actually, Zola no, 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 tagged no. me in a post. <laughs> Benny Hill. <laughs> oh. That post is hilarious. Shout out to Zola. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Zola. Freaking correcting us on everything we freaking do. All right, we get it. She wasn't in Ventures of Babysitting. All right, we got it. Elizabeth Banks, we got it. Elizabeth Banks. Oh, Bober got us on one, too. Yeah. Uh, who's, I don't even remember even hearing it. <laughs> to, our, uh, to our listeners, we're going to play a game called Spot the Mistake. And if you spot yeah. the mistake, you win absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of our uh, fans, Brad, are there any questions relating to this uh, match? Oh, shit. You know I'm not ready. You know I'm not ready. Um... Ah, right. Thanks, James. You're the welcome. Put everybody uncomfortably on the spot. Questions <laughs> throughout the matches. Well, I don't see any on this particular one, though. No. Did you? I, uh, huh? <laughs> I, don't, I didn't see anything on this particular match, so I think we're good for now. I don't recall either. So we're good for that. Well, we will ask some questions throughout, but I thank you for reminding me because I do tend to forget. <laughs> and I'm the one that asked for him. <laughs> Any questions to your particular uh, on this match? Um, I did. You know, one thing that I, I that I did like that I had wrote for me for my notes. Um, I think someone said it earlier. I definitely think Victoria slash Tara uh, TNA was where she kind of came in her own versus Victoria in the WWF whatever it was i do like this tara character that she was portraying i feel like uh probably like maybe adam was saying about velvet sky um you know sometimes it's okay to be that big fish in a small pond and so i really think maybe she uh, maybe gained some ground there i thought the women sold pretty well like Nothing drives me crazy, and, and you know, and I see this maybe too much in current wrestling, in one particular, uh, it one particular show that I I do like watching, but I I hate whenever they you know do a whatever six hundred degree splash onto a table on the outside, and then they pop up and. You know, like there's no selling of an injury. If someone hits you, if someone throws you off the top rope, it's going to hurt a little bit. You know, I mean, you don't have to act like your spine snapped, but 
you know, you do need to show me that what is happening in the ring is a true contest. And I did think, and, and you know, when you're talking about the um, suplex, double, whatever it was, the triple suplex where somebody um, that was in the corner, do y'all know what I'm, y'all remember what I'm talking yeah. about? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Every one of those women sold. And, you know, again, you're getting thrown onto a mat in a wrestling match for the title. People need to be coming 100% with their game. And I like that they were selling, they were trying to get a cover. You know, again, sometimes I feel like we see too many, I got to get my moves, do this. Like the point of being in the ring is to win that match. And so uh, we see this a little bit more. Uh, I noticed that in, in the other matches that we picked, but especially when the title's up for grabs, they're trying to get a pin. It's not about, I got to make sure I do my, you know, my backflip off the top rope. It's, I want to win this belt. And I think some of that's lost a little bit now. And it could just be um, evolution of wrestling and the people who are watching and what they like to watch and, and that. But, you know, there's, again, again, I, I, I go back to that 80s baby and... <laughs> And I was actually born in the 70s, so I'm not trying to, I'm just saying. 76. You know, Woo! Woohoo! <laughs> I, just so you all know, I, my birthday's this month. So in a few weeks, I will be the big 46. So. Welcome back to your early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Adam's birthday is in two days. Go ahead. Do, do what? Adam's birthday is in two days, too, right, Adam? Yes. I'll be, 30, I'll be 38 this weekend. I was going to say, Woo! nothing makes me feel good knowing that Devin could be giving me grandchildren because he could be my child. <laughs> James is really tapping. If I was, you know, maybe a young mother, I definitely could have had James. <laughs> Adam and Mike are, are kind of sitting in that. They're probably my younger brothers. They're not hey, really my... Eight years old. You're good. Yeah, right? yeah. They're not, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of treading on that. They're my younger brothers. And then... Yeah, yeah. You're Brad. my older sister, definitely. Older sister. <laughs> but uh um so i do like so like i said i know that some of the stuff that i really enjoy is kind of archaic i don't expect people to sit there and watch a headlock for 30 seconds believe that a body slam can cause a pin i do get that you know but say having said that there is something about i know it's not real I know that it is, you know, already determined, predetermined, as I like to say to my family, because if they want to aggravate me, they will say wrestling is fake. And oh, I say, Jesus, don't say that word. I Bad know. Word. Well, I know you don't like Drink that, seven. Adam. Drink seven. You know, Adam has actually met my family. And, you know, they're just, if they want to aggravate me, that's what they'll say. So, no, it's predetermined. Uh, but still make me want to watch it. Still, you know, put that put that effort out for me I guess I know that the boys if you watch that on Amazon Prime you might be shocked I watched that um I know that's not real but by god they make me believe it could be no <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know Batman's not real I love Batman I know he's there. not real that's right exactly you know I mean movies are like that I know movies are not real but you know 
they they try to sell it like it is so that again we watch wrestling to get away we watch wrestling because we enjoy it you know and if you're like me i've watched wrestling forever you know and it makes me happy you know i mean those are happy memories watching with family members who maybe are not here anymore and you know i mean that just wrestling really conjures up good feelings for me and so um I don't like being aggravated at it, but sometimes I can be. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll step back. <laughs> You're good. I, but I did want you to know you're older than uh, Devin's parents. Oh, I know. I've, I've heard this. I, yeah. I listen. I always have to make sure you always hear it again uh, because I have to hear it. Okay. Okay. Hey, I said I t I'm here to help you for the older generation, <laughs> so that's fine. Oh, believe me. Oh, I know. I know. Devin, James Soren, Brandy. I mean, like I said, I, I several I have, I could have several children, Money Mike. I could have several of these. And then for actually. some reason, Ed Prather, who's two years older than you. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I am his mama bear, so. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amy. What's on, what's next on the agenda there, James? Well, uh, I like how Amy was talking about like legitimacy about, uh, you know, belts meant something. So, you know, uh, as we've been talking about this, the, I don't want to use a, I don't know a better term, but they've kind of bastardized championships moving forward. And I think that's why people look back on the other stuff as a, you know, it meant something and you felt like the belt mattered. Like you said, it wasn't about, Oh, I got to make sure to do my, you know, flippy flop, whatever. I have to win this match. Cause I want that belt. Like that's, that's what we all love about wrestling. When someone goes for the belt, that's why we love the chase for the title. But, uh, you know, I think it has transitioned away a little bit, you know, maybe some promotions trying to bring that back. Who knows? But uh, enough about that, because we're going to kick it right back to Amy, because I want to hear <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, you know, how you uh, from, uh, well, the Divas to the Women's Revolution kind of has to deal with some of that, you know, ha, 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 gimmicky to, all right, now it's time. Like, this is a legit, you know, it's go time. So Amy, it's your show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take it away. This is all you. I love it. You know, I, what I think is really interesting, if you look back at the 80s, again, I'm going back to the 80s, sorry. You look at Moolah, you look at uh, Rock and Robin, you look at even Lalani Kai, you look at some of the women who were considered the, the uh, jumping uh, bomb angels. You know, you look at these women, they were there to wrestle. They did not have you know, sparkly. I mean, they were all very presentable, beautiful women, but not your, you know, the outfits that we saw. I mean, basically, they looked like they're wearing one piece bathing suits. And, you know, it wasn't what we see uh, or have seen in the past. And so then, you know, it kind of all went away. You had um, Medusa. You know, if you look at a Medusa, from, you know, after you kind of leave that 80s and, and you, you know, the, the belt, they, you know, didn't have the, they had actually had tag team women's title belts. You know, if you remember seeing WrestleMania one, I think. Is that right? They'll correct you if you're wrong. They will correct okay. you. Don't worry <laughs> oh, about Lord. it. Oh, Lord. Okay. I'm Don't hoping. Like, no. So if I, I'm going to speak very vague then. When they were in that yeah, WrestleMania, <laughs> so I don't remember. Yeah, but, you know, they used to have. I would say they used to have tag team belts. Um, but all that kind of went away. And then you start getting 
women who wanted to be wrestlers and they were very in far between you know again you had a medusa who was willing to fight you know it wasn't hair pulling it wasn't you know it wasn't the smacking and you know it wasn't that it was again it was for a belt it was for moving up in the ranks it meant something and i feel like as we have been progressing throughout this time period um you start seeing glimpses of that it's never a full you know a full roster i guess you could say of that you always see these little glimpses and you all had talked a lot about um molly holly you talked about um natalia you talk about um china i mean and we'll talk a little bit more about china later in a lot of ways i feel like china was really instrumental in kind of helping push that because she wasn't just a physically fit woman she was the ninth wonder of the world and she was in a very prominent position and she fought men and honestly if you looked at her that was I didn't feel like that was so far off. She wasn't fighting Big Show and body slamming on it. You know, I mean, the who they put her with physically was about her height and size. And, you know, so, I mean, again, it's not like she was teeing off against Hulk Hogan, who would outweigh her by 100 pounds and, you know, eight inches taller. But you start seeing these little bits, a Gail Kim, you know, you know, you start seeing women who became wrestlers because they wanted to wrestle versus maybe wanting to be seen or someone offered them a job or um, they wanted to be a sports entertainer, you know, like there's all different avenues. A lot of people probably looked at the WWE or wrestling as a launching off pad. Like, you know, that was not, that was a first step, not an end step. But I feel like you're really starting to see more, and it's more of accelerating. You're seeing women that the final step is the WWE, AEW, Impact, you know, MLW, Shimmer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where they want to be. It's not their starting point. It's their end point. And I, I mean, you know, there's definitely still work that can be done all women don't hate each other we don't have to you know we don't have to fight just because you you know looked at me funny or you stole my boyfriend or whatever the you know some of the the dumb things um I feel like that's even getting better like I feel like what I would hope and uh what I would hope is that Becky Lynch and it is definitely getting there Becky Lynch is looked at no different than her husband, Seth Rollins. They are wrestlers and they are champions. And it's not, she's a woman wrestler. He's a male wrestler. You know, when they're on the show or whatever they're out doing, they're both very much a product of WWE. And so that's eventually, you know, that's what I want it to get to. So when, 
we're not saying, well, it's a girls match, so we're only going to give them five minutes. It's, you know, this match is for the title. So they get 15 minutes versus if it's the male title, female, t you know, tag teams, whatever. Um, so we are getting there. And it definitely took a leap at the women's revolution, I think. But again, WWE, the women had to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like the women that wanted to be wrestlers, they had to be there. And so again, you're also seeing women who with the internet, I think you all talked about this on the podcast that came out last week. Um, coach asked, what was the, uh, like what app came out in 2005? Mm -hmm. And it was YouTube. So for a lot of people, and again, Brad can attest, we were tape traders, okay? We had this thing called a VHS. Now hang on to the rope, Devin, okay? I know these are all very... <laughs> These are not I grew up anything. on VHS. Uh, yeah, Devin posted some BS Twitter photo earlier, but uh, we'll let that one slide. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so, how I grew up on VHS. Hang on to the rope, Devin. Love it. Yes. Hang on to the rope. That's what my my uh, teacher, my Latin teacher of all things told me. Hang on I to the rope. Latin? I took yes. Latin too. Look at us. Oh, <laughs> what you did. <laughs> but, um, you know, we were tape traders. And unless I knew someone who knew somebody who has some all Japan or, you know, I'm never going to see that. And again, I know this blockbuster, your video stores on Friday night, you go and you get a videotape and you watch it into, you know, that's how we saw things. But then that, then when YouTube came about and like coach told us in 2005, everybody had a chance to see everything, you know? And so I hope that that also helped institute some of those younger women uh, or girls who, you know, who watched it and was mesmerized. You know, you hear Sasha Banks talk about Eddie Guerrero and you hear some of these girls, I mean, obviously Natalia Hart, all her family, like you hear them talk about people that they saw and that they emulated, you know, YouTube was probably a big proponent of that, you know, of being able to see those kind of things. And I also think as time has gone on, we've looked at women differently. Um, you know, we've looked at women as being able to do things, you know, whether it play basketball, you've got the WNBA, uh, you know, professional soccer teams, you've got business and executive positions. And, you know, I feel like the role of a woman's what, you know, what they were thought to be able to do um, had changed too. You know, some of those, you know, um, sometimes people think, you know, women can be teachers, nurses, you know, the caring roles, you know, that seems like maybe more women would gravitate towards that if they worked outside the home. Um, again, all of that has kind of started changing and there was no reason why women, strong women, couldn't be part of wrestling. And I do think that we are seeing all of that. When you have someone who wants to be a wrestler, they're going to put 110% in and they're going to do everything that they can because that's their dream. Not to be famous and this might be a launching pad. Like you could see where the difference, you know, you all talked last week about um, 
Molly Holly shaving her, you know, shave, offering to shave her head. Now you think about that roster at that time. How many women would do that exactly? Because some of them aren't there to be wrestlers. They're there to be pretty. They're, they're there to be seen. Mm-hmm. They're there. They're there to be sexual objects to bring in young males. Which again, it, whatever. It was the time, you know. I mean, do I like bra and panty matches? No. Um, do I think they're kind of demeaning? Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what they're going for: young males, not embryos, Devin, but like young males <laughs> like James and Mike and Adam were. You know what I'm saying? I get that. Sex sells. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't have commercials these days that don't have some kind of weird, you know, trying to sell me whatever, you know, a mattress and it's, you know, got to be all sexy and it just, you know, I think that's overdone. But anyway, uh, we definitely start seeing steps and we will definitely, I feel like we've seen it in, like I said, we, we know Gail Kim, Velvet Sky, Tess Mocker, uh, Tara, they were good workers. You didn't see a lot of hair pulling and a lot of just ridiculousness in the ring. We saw moves. We saw a, a suplex, you know. So you are starting to see evolution of what we kind of have now and what we hope to have now where it's just r- good wrestling and not so much categorized by men, women, you know, tat, whatever. It's just good wrestling. Ta-da. <laughs> I, uh, to your point, I want to mention something that kind of doubles back on that, uh, where you, you made your Becky and uh, Seth uh, thing. Uh, you noticed, like, how you said to legitimize it, they say WWE superstar. They don't say female WWE superstar, male. They just categorize them both together, which I think, you know, slowly but surely, that's kind of one of those things where as long as you don't say female WWE superstar, they're going to put them on the same playing field because you're not differentiating between the two. They're both, you know, like women and men wrestlers are both great, not just one and the other. Right. And I think too, it helps that they're saying that about Becky Lynch, someone who is very proven in the ring to be a wrestling superstar. It might quantify it a little bit down if they were like, And again, no disrespect, but it was just the time period. Superstar Kelly Kelly and superstar Seth Rollins. It's almost like they're putting them on the same playing field and they're not. But by saying Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, like you said, WWE superstars, you know, you're putting them both in the same category as they should be. They're both very dominant, very uh, seasoned and a very good at what they do, so. And I also noticed, and like within the past couple of, week, couple of weeks, they're starting to do that again now with the title because when Ronda had it, she called it the SmackDown World title. Mm-hmm. She didn't say women. Mm-hmm. And the announcers said it a couple of times and they go to women a couple of times. So they're starting now to kind of call it both. They're not calling it just the SmackDown women's title or the Raw, right. Raw women's title. They're calling it the world title. So they're kind of, I think they're going to start getting that a little bit more and more. And I'll, I'll say within the next couple months or so, that's what it's going to be called for good. 
Yeah, it's almost redundant. If Ronda Rousey's holding it, then you know that she's a woman, you know? So like you said, but it, you're right. I mean, it's like kind of getting away from being so um, departmentalized. Well, and then on, uh, on SmackDown, I know by the time this airs, it's old hat, but on SmackDown, we had women wrestle for a belt, and then we had men come out and model. <laughs> so I, there's a lot of a lot going on in the wrestling world, you know? <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Amy, I had to say, I, have to, I know we're, we're really keeping going here, but when you were saying about, about going to Blockbuster and stuff like that, I'm going to take it even further back for you. Early 80s, once a year, and I tell this story a lot, but not on here I haven't. Uh, Wizard of Oz was on once a year. Uh, yes, yes. And we had four. Oh, yeah, Devin. I know. Hold on to your rope. That's the new one now. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on to the rope. So once a year. Wait, wait, wait. Do you know what the Wizard of Oz is, Devin? Not that one with James. <laughs> James what's his name? Um, Franco. Yes, not the one with yeah. James Franco. Do you know the Wizard of Oz movie? Yeah, my grandma made me watch the Wizard oh, of Oz. Oh, Lord, okay. We don't up. need to know about your grandma telling you that. This, <laughs> no, yes, yes, is the answer. So <laughs> there was four channels back then. I had four channels. ABC, NBC, CBS, and maybe a PBS. And once a year, the Wizard of Oz would be on. Mm -hmm. Now, it was uh, in our house. It was a big deal. We would all pop popcorn. We, My dad made milkshakes. And it was an event. It was an event. We all sat down in front of the TV and watched it. And if you didn't see it, guess what? That was it for a year. You did not get to see it that year. And you, there were commercial breaks and you ran to the bathroom. And the minute you heard that song, come back, you ran back. Wait, wait, Devin, Devin are you familiar with commercial breaks? Do you know what those <laughs> yeah. were? You couldn't okay. pause back then. You couldn't I pause. I just want to make day. sure. I just want to make sure. Yeah, there was no, we were the remote. <laughs> we were the remote. We, there was no stopping or, okay. I just yeah. want to make sure Devin is really fully understanding Commercial break. So my little people fighting for the bathroom on the commercial so they don't miss yeah. nothing. One <laughs> over the couch, so you're Woo, I'm back. No. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say that? Because my little brothers call commercials at. I don't even want. I don't so, even oh my goodness! I don't even know what you know. So anyway, but I remember times when I would be punished for something, or you know, you that was a big deal to miss that. It was a really big deal. So you don't have a clue, dude. You don't have a clue. All right, my yeah. kids don't have a clue. Now, so. I do have a question, Brad. Okay, great, Adam. Did your milkshake bring all the boys to the yard? <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Speaking of milkshakes, <laughs> uh, you want uh, another spicy uh, thing queued up on the old uh, outline? So, Amy, I wasn't going to do this this week, but you said do what you do. It's your show. That's right. It's your show. I don't want it to change for me. Normally, I, I can handle myself. Normally on uh, this pronouns, show. Pronouns, Amy. Well, who is the your you talk to? You meant all of us. Oh, uh, Brad. I said you're I all. Say you got to remember in Kentucky, <laughs> you're all. That's all y'all. No. <laughs> so normally I'm every other week with the FMKs, but we don't want you to feel left out. Now, okay. there's, there's going to be the male and female FMKs as always. However, at the end, there is a special Amy only FMK. And you're not gonna be able to do it, period. And we know that, right, James? Oh, it's gonna be great. I can't, I already, I have a huge feeling I know. <laughs> it's Arn, Arn, Arn. So All right, let's get right to it. it. Let's get uh. right to Amy's. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, we're gonna keep it simple this week again, because, uh, so we're gonna talk about, because actually team CBP, who is Charlotte, Becky, and Paige, 
We're not quite the revolution yet, even though they kind of announced them as a revolution, we're still in the Divas era. We're not quite there yet. So we are gonna go ahead with Charlotte, FMK, F Mary Kill, Charlotte, Paige, Becky Lynch, Devin. You're first, you young buck. All right. So you're making me go first again, like always. All the time. All right. So <laughs> here's a special shout out to my buddy, Money Mike, because I'm not choosing his girl, Charlotte, for anything other than to kill. Oh, man. All right. Unless for our questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, um, and I would marry Paige. Because personally, when I was younger, I had a wicked crush on her. And then uh, that means that I guess I'm, uh, wait, uh, I guess I'm going to F Becky. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I don't have a problem with that. But <laughs> I, don't have a prob- I don't have a problem with it either. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to clip that and be like, hey, Erica, did you hear what Devin said? <laughs> She'd probably join. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Jones. Talk slower, huh? All right, Adam, um, the man behind the picture, you're next. That's easy. You got to kill Charlotte, and you can F and marry either one of them because the accent is amazing. So I would marry Paige and F Becky, or vice versa, either one. I'm good with either one. So where the hell's Coach? He said eight o'clock. He's been everywhere, man. He's been everywhere. You think when he he said eight o'clock, he meant uh, Adam's time? He said eight o'clock Eastern, and you know, spoiler, it's way past that. (laughs) KK out there to uh, all y'all listening. All right, Mike. First off, get get yourself situated. I'm good. Stare stare at the ceiling. And tell me what you're thinking. I already got this figured out. I know you. I'm gonna kill Becky. Why? I have no idea. No, come on, man. Why? Uh, I don't know. Guys, well, I got my plan. I'm going to F Paige because she's a little freak. And I'll marry Charlotte because then I'm going to be related to Conrad. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There you go. That was easy for me. Uh, James? Uh, well, I'm about to uh, switch it up here on everybody. So here's the thing. Okay. I know y'all are all giving a fucking Charlotte grief, and I kind of believe that's bullshit, but, you know, I know it's not based on wrestling talent, which we all know. One of the top in the game right now. Um, Absolutely. I, God, this is going to hurt me to say it, but I guess I'm going to kill Paige. Um, I'm, I really want to marry Charlotte for sure, but I think it's just going to be, uh, I'm killing Paige, fucking Charlotte, and I'm marrying Becky because, you know, that accent is something else. I think she's beautiful. She's a last kicker for sure. She's an ass kicker, powerful woman. I mean, like, I go on and on. Becky's uh, legit. I know that we may talk about a Becky match coming up soon, and I will definitely fanboy all over that one because I'm I'm a big fan of Becky. Not, not current Becky. The, her hairstyle and all this little bullshit's a little weird for me, but I, she can still wrestle. She can still go. Amy, what do you got? All right. So I'm kind of, uh, some of you all may know, um, I totally fangirl over Adam O'Neill. 
because he has the greatest accent ever. And I, every time we do a Zoom, I always ask him in the chat, are you asking a question? That's why. Every yes. single <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> you ask, I don't know why. Hey, it's yes. been a running story love, man. It's been a running story love for a while now. It is. And it's, oh, it never fails to be like, no, I don't have one. I'll be like, damn. And every time I'm not on is when he's like having a 50, you know, paragraph conversation. <laughs> I get very aggravated with him about that. But so for that solely, Charlotte has to go. She can't be, she can't be the two that stay alive. I think that, I think Paige might, I do like that English accent versus the Irish. So now I've got to really start thinking because Adam O'Neill is Irish. I was so about I to I'm, say, boy, can't wait for him to hear that. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to marry. <laughs> I'm going to have to marry Becky and have some fun with Paige and let Charlotte go. So that's what I'm going to do. See how so I'll have, a, I'll have a little Adam O'Neill all day. No. <laughs> No, no F-bombs, anything like that. We appreciate you, Amy. No. <laughs> I can drop them as needed, but I just didn't think that well, was... Just drink a little more whiskey. We'll see what happens, okay? Or bourbon. <laughs> I'm sorry, bourbon. Let me two two very attractive redhead women marrying. That would be, uh, see? Can't argue with that. <laughs> so, I'm going to... All right. I'm going to... Here we go. See, I don't like the Irish accent. Here we go. And I'm go. Irish. I'm not a fan of the Irish accent. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. I also don't like Becky when she has her hair up like that with that big beehive. I don't know what that is. No, I'm not interested. I'm not interested at all. She doesn't do it for me. I am going to go ahead and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck Paige. We, we know she's been into some shit. And we know she knows what she's doing. <laughs> I don't know if she's the marrying kind, though. <laughs> you say you've seen her work? Is that what you're I, trying to say? I, uh, I have, Shout I, out I, to I have Brad Maddox. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in with that. I'm going to up, up, down, down himself. I'm going to marry Charlotte uh, for a similar reason to Mike Whitaker, except, I mean, yeah, I like Conrad, and it'd be great to hang out with him, but don't we get to hang out with Ric Flair, too? If you're lucky. I think we do, maybe. Well, if it's once a year, it's one more time a year than I'm doing right now. Right now, I got to pay 100 bucks, probably, right? Well, so, you know, we're not all as cool as Amy. Uh, shout out to that picture last year, Top Guy Weekend. Heck, Yeah. That was great. We just stumbled upon the whole roster. It was fabulous. Just stumbled, huh? Adam was there. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, all we're going to talk about. <laughs> I, I remember my trip, though. That was great. I was going to say, that's all we're talking That's all that's going to be discussed. It was fabulous. <laughs> we got to meet everybody. So now, the gentleman, which is a, a fan favorite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are going to go with significant others, maybe past and present of these three ladies. So, Charlotte Flair, we're going to go with Andrade. With Muerte. Paige. We're not going anything current. We're going to go with Alberto Del Rio. It happened. It happened. Her dad yeah. didn't like it, but it happened. Hmm. And with Becky Lynch, oh, I guess you got to go with Seth Rollins. So, Devin. <laughs> What are we doing? Uh, so Andrade, Seth Rollins, and Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. Who were you, seven when he was out? <laughs> um, I'm killing Alberto Del Rio. Was never a fan of him right off the bat. Um, 
I'm going to go with my favorite person in WWE is who all marry, and that's Seth freaking Rollins. And then uh, that just leaves arguably the sexiest man on the planet, Andrade, who I have to fuck. So have to, huh? Okay. You just have to. <laughs> oh, shucks. Have to. Gotta fuck one of the sexiest men. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates it. <laughs> he will. Adam? I think I'm effing Andrade. I'm killing uh, Alberto Del Rio before he kills me. <laughs> and then uh, I guess I'll marry Seth. Is Alberto Del Rio a contract killer? No, but I know he likes to beat on folks, and he's bigger than me. Oh, man, this took a turn. Didn't it take a turn? See, I don't think of these things when I'm writing this shit down. Yeah, once you <laughs> chose his name, I'm like, well, boy, I know who's getting killed every time. <laughs> Well, now I know. <laughs> Forgot. Uh, Mike Whitaker. Well, I guess I'm going with the same as the other guys. I'm going to kill uh, Broto, um, F. Andrade, and Mary Seth. Because Seth is Seth freaking Rollins. So. All right, well, this is fucking lackluster. When you read the first name, Andrade, I wanted to kill Andrade because he is married to Charlotte. And, you know, that's just, you know, petty. Because <laughs> I think the world is Charlotte, too. Um, obviously, our Alberto is a certain type of man that I believe we're all going to kill if you know some of his past transgressions, for sure. Uh you know, it kind of, it is what it is, I guess. He, oh man, because I would have killed Andrade for sure. But <laughs> I guess I'm fucking him <laughs> because, you know, I'm not marrying him because, <laughs> so, you know, a second ago <laughs> I wanted to kill him. So, uh, and then I guess marrying Seth, he is, I would say, the more successful of the three and, you know, burn it down, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Amy. All right, I am with everybody, Alberto. <laughs> it's okay, um, but I am flipping because I, I just don't know if I can be married to Seth Rollins. Like the dancing and all the goofy, sh I just can't, I don't think I can handle that. So he will be for me for one night and then I'm going to bring uh, Andrade home. You know, I, can you picture Seth Rollins kicking down the door of the bedroom and that music starts? Whoa! <laughs> That's why you need that burning like, Oh my gosh! Just go to fucking bed, dickhead. You know, something like that. Because you're drunk. Go to bed. Yeah. With his Riddler out. He comes out in there the like, put his jacket like that, high stepping and all that prince and stuff. And he's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All and right, that, that's he, right there. I'm married. Wait a minute. I want him to dress like that every night. He walks in and shows you a sledgehammer. They're like, hey, man, put that thing away. He's I got, got a hammer, all right, huh? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and marry Seth Rollins. All right, I'm going to live in a world where everybody's good. And I'm going um, to have, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck Alberto Del Rio. I, I, just, I think he's a handsome man. You know? and, and maybe he does deserve that. Maybe he does deserve to get fucked. So, you know, you, know, you may be on something, Brad. And then, I, I just can't, I can't even be, I, I can't be anywhere near Andrade. I, I he makes my skin crawl. I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't think he's the sexiest man alive at all. He doesn't do it for me. 
And I didn't like that he took over the Hardy family office. I, 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 it, it just made no sense. Storyline was bad. Not interested. For those of you at home that maybe aren't wrestling fans, we got a little deep there. But... <laughs> so, the story line. Amy, what do you think it is, huh? What do you I think, think uh, I think Arn has to be in there. I think FTR has to be in there. Um, FTR is two people. Huh? FTR is two people. They don't count as one. So that's what it is. You know what yeah. that means. Amy, FK, Arn. Ash Wheeler, Matt Harwood. <laughs> well, hmm. This sounds easy. She says she thinks it's easy. Well, I will say this. And the only person who might be able to pre- well, I don't know, Devin and Mike, you you may be able to appreciate this, but Cash Wheeler is on my hall pass list. <laughs> All right, you're talking about is that is that like the so that's like a friends laminated thing with the top five people you're allowed to sleep with? Yes. Okay. And it's we his name five times. Time. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my husband, you know, in the beginning, my husband was like, Oh yeah, sure. Then I start going to these wrestling things and I get pictures with them. And now he's a little bit more like, let's, let's talk. You don't really, like, you're not really, right? You know, uh, hey, uh, I don't know what I do at that moment. I ain't gonna lie. No, (laughs) but it ain't gonna happen. So I'm not his type. You know, there's a lot more younger, you know, I'm sure. But anyway. Wait a minute, Sean Sean is six foot seven. (laughs) Yeah, Adam's met him. Um, if I have to kill Dash, it's after, or I, I mean, if I have to kill Dax, it's after I have my way with them. Because <laughs> I'm marrying Arn. It just, it is what it is. What, did you think I was going to kill Arn? No, well, you're not we, killing we anybody. honestly didn't know which way, like, first off, your brain was just going to like. <laughs> Are you having sex with him and then killing him after? So you're yeah. not, you're not, you're sleeping with all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You're having sex, but then you're killing one right after you have sex. This is fantastic. Well, I have That's to. Like a it's brain my side piece. I don't care. So you're killing one, but you're having sex with them first. I, I'm getting that straight? Yes, because you told me I had to eliminate one of them. But I didn't say you, I guess you can, I guess you can have sex with whoever you want, huh? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You're right? saying this nonchalantly like you've never played no before. But I'm not going to kill one without having sex. That's the <laughs> well, game. That's the game. you got to kill one. Only. No sex. Who is it? No, that's not the rules of the game. <laughs> that is the rules of the game. No, you, no it was, it's who do you want to do? Who do you want to marry? Who do you want to kill? There right. is no, t- no, there is no time limit. You never set a time limit. This is my game. <laughs> I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep Arn. Until uh-huh. he dies, I'll keep cash until he goes, and I'll take care of Dax. It's, I don't cheating. understand the problem. I think Amy won FMK. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, you something. Changed all of, you understand now that you're going to change all FMKs forever. Because well, now no. he's going to say, well, you know, I'm going to just fuck him right after I kill him. I'm going to, whatever. No, no. I right after? Jeez, now we're talking necrophilia. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, Brad, if you give me Arn and FTR, I will find a way. It's just, it just, it is what it is. Uh, you know, that's fair. That's fair. I think FTR allow, should be counted as one group because they're tag teams and that's you're who I will marry. And then I'll just have my way with Arn. I might kill him. So, you know, I don't know how his heart is. Right. He might be, yeah, he might be one and done anyway. I might be a widow. So then I automatically killed him. So then I can just bring Dax in, right? 
You know, Art does listen. I hope he doesn't. However you want to word it, loves <laughs> you. Art knows I love him. He yeah. is. You guys, I know you know this. He loves his fans, and it comes across so well. He is so nice. He really, really is. And that's why I would never kill him. On, on a Revolution weekend, I got to talk to his wife. Uh, this is that, but uh, she was at the pool and at the same hotel we were at. And mm-hmm. me and a uh, friend of the show, Megan Nelson, uh, we're talking to her. And she was just beaming about how, like, Arn is really loving it right now, hanging out with Brock all the time. He's doing his thing with AEW. He's just like on cloud nine, pretty much, mm-hmm. is how she worded it. Well, and you know what? Uh, I know some of you all, I don't know if you were on the Zoom with uh, Road Dog. But he was also one of those that, like, you could tell he's super excited about talking to us. You know, I understand. Sometimes people, we're just, like, a penciled in, like, a, for the top guys. We're just, a, you know, we're just a scheduled time. And so, but there are some, and I really feel like Road Dog was like that. He really enjoyed hearing people and talking to him. And he's like, I can't wait to come back. And I truly believe that. I don't feel like he was just saying that, you know, I really do think he was, he's excited to um, talk to his friends, but um, Arn, you know, I love you and I would never hurt you, but cash is on my. We're going to let this happen just because you're a guest. Okay. (laughs) We're going to let that happen, but you did change the rules (laughs) to the game and there's going to be a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Well, you know what, Brad, explain your game better. Don't blame me. Fuck, marry, kill. (laughs) No time limit, Brad. One choice for each. (laughs) Okay. You did not say that. I I didn't invent the game. then don't get mad how do you know that wasn't the real intention how do you know uh, uh, you don't uh, all righty first time stumped james we got to start i got to have here. everybody <laughs> what is she doing how much, burn, this, how much uh, in there, huh? i like how both of our women's guests are pretty much like sometimes we may stray on the uh not a DUI joke, I know, but sometimes we may uh, cross over the, you know, the yellow lines and all that. These women uh, guests, boom, this is where you go. This is your lane, and you stay in this lane. <laughs> you know? Can I also say how amazing and just knowledgeable is Brandy? Like, I just love listening to her talk about any kind of wrestling because she is a, she is such an encyclopedia. She is really someone who you know, like you said, the Japanese shimmer, you know, she really does follow. And again, she loves wrestling. She's not necessarily just like watching it for like the WWE and all the glitz and glamour and sparkle and, you know, things that production that they can throw out. Mm -hmm. Like she's really a fan of wrestling. And I was like, listen to her um, when it came out last week. And I was just like, oh, I got to follow Brandy. (laughs) Oh, crap. Don't I bet I could. Yourself. Don't sell yourself short, please. Your well, friends. I was gonna say, I bet I could screw up Brad's game, and that will give you my thing. So that's what I decided. To do. <laughs> also, collusion was this collusion? You had this. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure Coach ain't there. I'm gonna knock out Adam's power. I'm gonna fuck with Brad's game. <laughs> hey, never, never, never underestimate the power of a woman. No, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is the damn truth. Sure. Amy, I am jealous of you, though. 
I seen that you won that uh, four horsemen action figure pack on Twitter. I know. Awesome. I'm so excited. Awesome. I know. I'm sorry. I had to break. I had to. I had to. Uh, I love. I, I. The fact that they even you know had that little raffle and you just had to tag people and you know we got into you know like I said that was fun. Yeah. But you know what? I'm taking it to Starcast, and I'm really hoping. I sh- I think I have it lined out where I can get all the horsemen to sign it. So, are you working it uh, with the Conrad thing, or are you just going as a uh, like? Well, funny you should ask me that, James. I will tell you. So, um, some of you may or may not know, but I do work for Conrad at his first family mortgage company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm a mortgage loan originator, uh, and so. I am actually working uh, the first family mortgage vendor booth that they're going to have at StarCast. So I'm not like running the wrestlers or, you know, like some people are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to work strictly at the booth. And when I won it, uh, I sent Conrad a message and I said, hey, uh, I know I'm there to work, but I've won this. And, you know, because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm here to work, but I've got five meet and greets I'm going to go do and, you know, I'll come back. So. But he was like, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. So, uh, yes, I'm going to be able to get that. Just funny how all of that, you know, kind of fell into place. So I'm going to get them all to sign it, which means I get to see my arm. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm happy you won it then. Thank you. It'd thank you. hanging up right here. So oh. no signature. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, like I said, I just uh, – I was – I was surprised, but I really was. I was very surprised that I won that, uh, and that it's coming from Canada. I don't know if you, I mean, the people are from Canada, so I hope. Yeah, it, shout oh, out to NWA Gold. Yeah, I called him on Twitter. Oh, good. Okay. Yes, they. I mean, again, I like. I I enjoyed watching the NWA. We when we went up to Massachusetts, um, Frank came over to Anthony's and he had, I guess they had a pay-per-view that night, June 11th, I think. And uh, we watched that and it was, I mean, it was really good. I love, like I said, I love watching it all. I mean, I really do. Um, Cause I'm a fan of wrestling, not WWE, not AEW. I'm a fan of wrestling. And so, you know, I'll go wherever it is. So. Well, yeah. Hey, James, remember we were talking about doing this show? We thought we'd have nothing to talk about for an hour. <laughs> At the very, very, yeah, before we even taped episode one, I was like, what the hell are we ever going to talk about? Yeah. We're and now I'm like, I, I need to shut up. I feel like I'm just oh, keep running no. my mouth. So, well, because uh, shout out to my dad. I know he's going to listen to this, but a couple of weeks ago, he was like, uh, well, you know, like two, two and a half, you know, y'all get these long episodes, blah, blah, blah. And then no lie, uh, when I told him about the brand new one, he's like, oh, two and a half, that ain't too bad. I can do that like this Sunday. And I was like, oh, what? And, it's, uh, and by the way, fans, you can always pause it and come back to it later. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, James, you'll Monday. have to let me, I'll say, you have to let me know what your dad thinks. Oh, of this episode. He will definitely let me know. <laughs> okay. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. My dad, my dad lets me know as well. By the yeah. way. Oh, cool. He listens too. Oh, I love oh, that. Yeah. yeah. He said, can you say <laughs> one freaking, he said, can you say one nice thing about me on this show, please? I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I love you, dad. And I think my mom listened <laughs> to one of the first episodes and I don't think she listens anymore because we love to swear. Yeah, uh, my mom I only walks in when I curse, apparently. Yeah. When I, um, I was on, um, 
ringside rant one time or you know uh, I won a I won a contest and I got to be <laughs> did I beat you to Devin mm. for that was a time mm. I mean, Devin. sorry um older is better than younger no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> sometimes but uh my parents listened to I you know I you know my mom told me of course I after I got back first off I let them listen to Arn my parents live right here. Like I live five minutes away from my mom and dad. So um, I went over one day and I was just like, I want y'all to listen to this. So I, I played that little piece where Arn was like, I love Amy. I'm like, you're talking about me. And so, um, and I showed him my pictures from, you know, June 10th. And my mom was like, I, she goes, I wish I loved something as much as you love wrestling. Cause look at that smile, you know? And so, um, they're big fans, and like I said, they'll they'll probably I, I don't know. I'm not going to tell them about this because I don't want them to know oh, that. I, appreciate I, that. Well, I don't want them to know that I fuck people, I kill people, and you know, I don't <laughs> think said I it. Can. All right, finally, hour and a half. It is said the first step. The fucking, the fucking Godfather, Amy, over here, you know? Amy, you need to watch Sleeps your mouth. The fishes. Now, well, I just been... said, I did you not notice? I got close to the. I was like whispering. Mm-hmm. Um, Every you time know, you cut that, that whispering crap out too. Oh yeah. Why well, you don't want me to whisper to you, Adam? Uh next, next, next subject. <laughs> well, you know what is next? We got some topics to discuss, Adam. So hey, take it away. Ain't got anything you want to share? <laughs> yeah, my power's out, so I'm in my car right now, and this sucks. But this is dedication because I love you guys. Damn right. We, we got a lot of too, uh, people dedicated to the show for sure. And then you know. Where in the world is Josh Rosebaum? I think we can chalk him up as a no-show. <laughs> right. But uh, thanks for that little uh, tidbit, Adam. <laughs> uh, Devin, you got anything you want to, you know, catch us up on? We all know you were under the weather last uh, week, so you good? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better this week. Oh, my um, God. You spoke it into existence, Brad. Sorry to cut you out there, Devin. Let's see what, uh, you know, Hollywood has to say. Oh, there he is. Josh Rosenbaum at right around nine o'clock central or eight o'clock central time. There he I'm is. Coming to, I'm coming to you live and direct from the U.S. Mexico border. Here is, uh, you know, the big cemetery. But we're really here to, uh, you know, say what's up. I'm, I'm glad you guys are filling in. Amy, I really thank you for filling in for me. I know you're bringing the smoke. I seen in the group chat you're uh getting on Devin and I appreciate that you gotta keep him in line Amy I will so you you all are group you all are group chatting right now they sent me one message just to say hurry up get in here they were giving me crap (laughs) but we're here to uh, my back uh Amy I promise you don't write anything Devin did all the writing no (laughs) yeah Devin did (laughs) (laughs) I said Amy's giving me shit He said, Amy's roasting me. So let's. <laughs> I can't help it that I, you know, I'm 30 years older than you or whatever it is. I mean, you know. That is right. I wanted him to be part of the conversation. So I wanted him to make sure that he knew what a commercial break was, what a VHS is. I wanted to make sure Devin was part of the conversation. That's it. And we have a new shirt, Coach. Oh, we do. Good. Let me see. Hang it. on to your rope. <laughs> you'll get there oh no <laughs> have you ever heard of that saying coach hang on to the rope which one 
Hang on. No, hang I haven't heard road. of it. You've never heard no, of it? No, I haven't heard of it. I had a teacher that would tell us, you know, like when he was teaching us something difficult, he'd be like, just, just hang on to the rope. We're getting there. Oh, well, yeah, no, I can understand the expression. Hey, look at this. This is a beautiful little mural in downtown El Paso. A little uh, civil pride between the country of Mexico and the U.S. The military is grouping together here. We have some of the uh, old settlers right here that uh, incorporated El Paso. There's a lot of history in this town. Yeah. I'll be coming to you guys live one night um, from the Eddie Guerrero uh, mural garden down in uh, Lincoln Park. Nice. A lot of history here. How long are you staying, Coach? Are you sticking around or are you going back to whatever it is you're doing? Well, I, I can be around for about five minutes. I got to park the car. Okay. Go uh, ahead. Let me say hi for about five minutes. Let me just listen so I, I don't interrupt you guys. But it's good to see all of you. Okay. Well, that was, a, uh, where he belongs. <laughs> that was a very good uh, commercial break. Uh, and speaking of a uh, commercial break, which we'll get to in our second match, which is uh, AJ – Lee versus Nikki Bella. It is from a Monday Night Raw, March 16th, 2015, from the Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines, Iowa. It had an attendance of 9,300. The match length was a little over 11 minutes, and the TV rating was a 2.85, which back then roughly equaled to about 3.86 million viewers. But uh, that's enough about the little intro to that match. Uh, Mike, uh, you got a little buildup on this, I see, so uh, take it away. I do. This match um, happened. It was actually during the time the hashtag give, give us a chance. It was right around that time. And this match was part of a buildup towards a match for WrestleMania 31. And that match would be the Bell Twins versus Paige and AJ. And coming up to that match... We all know Paige and AJ had their issues back in back in the day. And at this time, Paige was feuding with the Bella twins. They were, she was going to have to be his title a little bit. And they would always interfere with each other's match and get involved and screw her out of it. And this is when AJ came back and helped her go against the Bella. So then they started teaming up against each other. But they still had their feud with each other from the past, too, at the same time. So they named their team... Um, Frenemies is what their tag team name was. And there was a couple of matches in between everything where, you know, they would accidentally hit each other or there's always a little bit of conference, uh, conference between them, but they still wanted to be a team to beat the Bellas. And that's where this match was coming in from. So Nikki Bella was with uh, her sister Brie in this match. AJ Lee was with Paige. Just uh, before we kick this off, so we'll let you guys know that Nikki Bella is on is one of my Hall Pass ladies. Okay, uh, I don't I don't have much of a chance there. Amy's got a much better chance with her Hall Pass than I do. So let's let's get does that. that does it flip two for Brie? Like, is it kind of two for one? No, I'm not interested in Brie. Oh really? Yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I bet I know why. Oh come on, why? <laughs> That's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So let's start with the entrances here. AJ Lee's entrance was her skipping to the ring. Devin, what do you think of this entrance? I was enthusiastic. Yeah. I'm sure she was right for the match. Yeah. Just light it up. So she played like a crazy girl 
Uh, Coach, I actually had this question for you. Are you listening? Yes, I am. Did you think that she uh, did she remind did AJ Lee's character remind you at all of Mickey James' original character? I can see where you come from that, but definitely the, the physical aspect, uh, they, they were not mirror images, but physically they, they did look similar with both that. But now I can definitely see where you're getting that from because they look very similar. James, do we have any talk of the commentators in this match? Uh, well, I do want to mention, uh, talking about the uh, intros, I don't know if this was, I think it was part of the little video picture-in-picture, uh, I just wanted to mention uh, the, a great quote by uh, your Bella Twins over here. Uh, AJ, they've been friends for uh, for what, like five minutes? We've been sisters our whole lives. <laughs> Fuck it, I can't roll my eyes harder than the Undertaker at that fucking dumb comment. Sorry, that yeah, I uh, almost passed out rolling my eyes back so far in my head. I don't know. Um, the commentary, who was it? JBL? Uh, Michael Cole and King. That's right. Thanks, guys. I need to take uh, notes on who it is if I'm going to talk about it. That makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I dig it. I always, uh, you can tell as it goes on, which I've mentioned before, the commentary takes it more legitimate uh, as these matches progress that we talk about. So, you know, I like it. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to our uh, the referee Derek Moore. I've always liked him. For those uh, who don't know the you know, match in particular, he's uh, the ref. Uh, he's the bald uh, black guy. He's got big eyes. He always makes really good facial expressions. Uh, back in this match, you can tell he's kind of you know getting into it because now I think he's golden at it. You know, he's really good at selling it, and he does a great job of selling in this match too. So. Uh, Although I usually talk about the commentary, I did want to give a, a special mention to the ref here. I think he's evolved and been a really great ref. I kind of need to come and ask a Kyoto about him maybe sometime. We all know that's Devin's favorite podcast. He probably already has, but, uh, you know, I, I do want to bring it up. Mike, do you like the Bellas? Now you got me fired up. I'm supposed <laughs> to be having a good time tonight. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Mike, do you like the Bellas better together or feuding? Feuding. Because I like, I think, because because I like seeing Rebella out there, but her ring work. I think she's a much better worker than Nikki, and I think she should have got pushed a little bit more than what Nikki did, or more than Nikki at least. Do you think she's a better in-ring performer? I do. Okay. Amy, are the Bellas the biggest female stars post W to come out of WWE? Like uh, mainstream. Um, stumped. <laughs> Who would have thought, huh? <laughs> I know. Well, I will say this I never watched Total Divas. I am, that's just not like, I feel it very weird to watch people in their own homes eating and, you know, getting ready. I think that's weird. That's just me. I know it was a huge success for E. So, I, I mean, you know, but it just, you know, as we all have learned to, and we've all learned, it's um, it's fake reality. You know, they they play up stuff and they they write stuff for them. So it, you know, that's true. But wrestling's not fake. That show, fake. <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> and my dad watches it. Want to give a shout out to him? <laughs> my dad watches Total Divas. I'm not kidding you. 
I love it. I've never seen the Kardashians. Like I said, that watching people, you know what? I have a fine life. Like, I don't understand why I want to watch rich people bitch about their lives. And as their chef is fixing their food and they have a house that doesn't look lived in, you know, I like, I just, I don't even understand the appeal of that, but that's me. So that, you know, it, but like I said, I know it was a very successful show and I know just by listening to podcasts and friends, a lot of people knew the divas from the E show because that's something that they like to watch. Those women probably are the most well-known um, from the WWE. Uh, yes, I, I do think that they, um, they have promoted themselves, which is not a bad thing. I don't mean it like that, but they have branded themselves uh, using the tools that they learned in the WWE and all that it offered and was um, allowed of them uh, with the Total Divas show, then go moving to the Total Bella show, then, you know, their own podcast and those kind of things like that. So I definitely think that there's a argument for that, Brad, that they are definitely the most um, well-known females to come out of the wwe hey, in mainstream nikki bell has been on uh, dancing with the stars they're on some of these um daily shows in the morning uh it, it, more people know the bellas maybe even they know them uh outside of the wwe as much as they know them inside the wwe right now so i would agree with that too i got a question about that okay do you think that, do you think they would have been anywhere close to where they are now if they weren't twins and weren't together if they were separate people, I, no. Mickey Buddy, they are both beautiful women, but it does help that there's two of them. That sure. I agree. Right. So, is there is there one that you think is the one that helped the other get there? Like one that's more the reason? You know, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I think they're both different, but no. I, I mean, I, I think they both helped each other helped each other I, I don't really have an answer that's a good question mike i, I don't have an answer to that if I, I could I, add on to this go ahead i think that if it wasn't for them being twins that neither of them would have ever even been in the wwe i think that <laughs> slow down there tiger i honestly believe that because they were part of the whole diva search back in the day what made right. them stand out above the rest of the women there well, they are two perfect 20. That they are 20 their stepdaddy is that's why no. You, he wasn't Devin make, that at the time. Right. Devin makes a very good point. And they have utilized that to the best of their ability. And you're right. They're very beautiful, but they were twins. And they, come on, guys. You, you're I'm telling in. me that I'm that's in. never. Yeah. I didn't know what I'm saying. No, but you, I knew who the Bella twins were. Most but show. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're, they're, you know, again, at that time period that they're coming in, they're playing to male fantasies. And who, what male, even though Brad said no to Bella and yes to Nikki, but whatever, you know, who, what, what, uh, what male d doesn't fantasize about twins? I mean, well, you know, if you've listened to past episodes, I'm not interested in two women at once. I don't need two women telling me I don't know what I'm doing. One, was, <laughs> one is just fine. Thank you. I All believe right, I it need... was, you don't want to disappoint two women at once. Yeah. I believe right. it was the quote. The hell with so, that. Okay. Brad, that's think... a problem if in your own fantasy you're screwing up. Like that's not <laughs> how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Well, 
I you mean, know, you, you really need to, era, you know, so <laughs> you need to take that bull by the horn. Like that's not how it's supposed to work. Well, they would, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to stop there. <laughs> right. Reel it out in. Calling Brad I, a bull is just enough compliment for anything. Are you looking right. at the moonlight over there, my friend? What do you got going on there, Adam from Bama? It's I'm like, trying to enjoy some of this weather. That's beautiful. It's very beautiful. So let's do, so let's start well, there. Well, well, I'll give you my opinion on it since I asked. What a, That'd be okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Um, well, the reason I was saying that is because I don't think it would be they would be there if it wasn't for Nikki. And but not just because of Nikki, but because of John Cena, because it was after the time they started being with each other is when Nikki started getting pushed more, which helped did help her sister. And then that's when when they were going mainstream. I think John had a little bit of help with that. All right. I definitely agree with that. That's back when Brie was dating Daniel Bryan, though, right? Yeah, Brie was with Daniel Bryan and Nikki with Don Cena. I do think despite both of them, I, despite their attractiveness being the reason that they were hired to WWE, I do think both Nikki and Brie have worked their ass off to earn everything that they've gotten to them. Oh, and, I, agree uh, like, I agree and with that. I think 100%. Nikki, I think she was tremendously better in this match than she was when she was first coming into the WWE. Which, of course, leads me to the next question. Uh, Adam, what did you think of the in-ring work in this match, and who was the better wrestler? Say, I think AJ is a little bit more athletic over Nikki. I mean, Nikki's good. Um, she's a really good heel, and she uses her looks as, as being a good heel. But I think AJ is just a little bit more athletic. And you could tell she's had a little bit more training, but... If I had to pick one over the other, I'd give AJ Lee the edge. But they both look real good, honestly, compared to where they started, compared to then. So then let's let's take it a step further, Adam. If 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 AJ is the better wrestler, is she the better performer? And what I mean is that a little differently, as in more of a is she putting on more of a show also? Or is it Nikki in that case? I, I believe it's Nikki because it's the whole twin thing, the twin magic. I think she's more of the showman or the show woman. Um, like I said, she she's more of the yeah. I know I'm good. You know, I know I, I know that looked good the way I did it. And so and see, she she kind of used her looks a little bit more than AJ Lee did. AJ Lee didn't worry about all that. She went in there, kicked tail got physical, and that's how she did herself was in the ring. So I think AJ Lee's better, the better worker, and Nikki is more of the showman. So, James, do you think that this is – they're working well in this match, but do you think the crowd was bored, or was it too slow, or were they engaged? I, lukewarm, I would say uh, – I would rate the engagement uh, – I would say sitting down and watching for sure, but not really reacting a bunch. The uh, the uh, when she shoves uh, who's the page's face into the uh, pole on the outside, that was kind of really the only time the crowd really had a pop, you know. But it did seem I would say lukewarm. I don't know the wrestling uh, was decent for sure, you know. I I just don't get the lukewarm aspect of a lot of these uh, stuff we watch. I was watching during this time. I, I pretty much been watching since 2012 on. 
but I, I still couldn't figure out, and Devin, I was hoping you could shed some light on this for me. Who are the heels and who are the faces in this match? Well, the heels were the Bellas, for sure. They were, uh, like, uh, I think it was Adam that kind of said it, that they were kind of showing that they were the heels. They were being cocky. They were, you know, uh, Bree pulled AJ under the ropes. Like, there were, there was a bunch of things that the Bellas were clearly the heels. But what about this alliance between, and I'm still talking to you, Devin, this alliance between AJ and Paige? It was always odd to me. And at any time, it was vol- it was volatile. But what did you think of the two of them together? So Paige and AJ Lee were the two internet darlings where they were facing up against the sports entertainers. It was really the internet's two stars in AJ Lee and Paige, the two of them worked their ass off through the indie scene and made it to the WWE versus the sports entertainers who were given the spotlight and just, well, earning what they did with it, running with the spotlight. So, Mike, do you think that Bellas could have more opposite taste in men? <laughs> yeah. No, not really. Because they do. I mean, it, it's completely different. <laughs> you got crunchy granola, and then you got house rules, right? That's so, right. Real quick, back to you, Devin, real quick. The low pants on Brie Bella. Did you happen to notice that? Did that remind you of anybody in particular, or a PG version of anybody in particular? Uh, on the spot. You didn't ask this. Well, I mean, Brie kind of reminds me of my fiance, Erica. Oh, what the oh, fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, headbutt my wall. Get the freaking <laughs> hell out of here. The answer so, was I mean, Lita. The answer was Lita. All right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's a distraction from um, on the outside of the ring. There was a lot of great moves in this match. It was a well wrestled match. It wasn't uh, over the top. Wasn't a lot of spots. They worked holds. Uh, there was a part where um, Bree distracts AJ. Nikki punches. Nikki punches AJ. Nikki Bella does the rack attack. Is this a strong move, Adam? Well, I, I mean, when you call it rack attack, I mean, what is this supposed to be? I know, understand that you're talking about boobs right now, <laughs> but I actually didn't think about that. Don't you think it's a strong move overall? Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. If you look at it as the backbreaker aspect of it, yeah. Because if you got somebody... Is that what it means? Is it, is it about yeah. her boobs? No, it's not really. When you have there's somebody over your shoulders, and you drop down to your knees, you're going to crack somebody's back for real. Yes, the rack attack the pun. is for Brie or for Nikki Bella's boobies. Wait a minute. But what about yeah. what about Lex Luger? Didn't he have like a torture rack? That's the beauty of the pun. <laughs> Brad, where have you, you been? Use it as the I think I just uh, got kicked off the show, everybody. I, I think I just got Man. kicked off the show. Hey, the more you know. So we're live to tape, folks. We're live to tape. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, James will not be taking that shit out. Okay. Suckers got to know. Somebody's got to know. And uh, if you could see, if you're watching on YouTube, Amy's eyes are the biggest saucers right now because I just said that. (laughs) So let's kick it to you, Amy. Who did Twin Magic better? Was it the Bella Twins or the Hebner or the Hebner uh, referees? Now that is not uh-huh. fair because you know. <laughs> okay, this is what I'm telling you. Um, 
What did, what year did that happen? 86, 1971. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 87? Yeah, it was the Wrestle yeah, it was around WrestleMania 3 time, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cuz I I'm will correct this. Don't worry. We're fine. Okay. So <laughs> when I okay, first off, Saturday night main event was my absolute favorite thing me and my sister was 88 yep. <laughs> um, my sister and I she's two years younger than me we would stay up and we would watch Saturday night's main event like it was just so great whenever it would come on because you know it, it just like I said you could see it it was like it was just the best thing to watch when that happened okay like I'm such a I can remember as a 10 year old, I totally believed Hulk Hogan when he was like, how much did he play for the plastic surgeon? And dummy me did not connect that they were twins. <laughs> <laughs> I really thinking as a 10, 12 year old, my God, they did plastic surgery. I think I was still, <laughs> I was still believing it was real, you know, uh, you know, not, it wasn't predetermined at that point. I still had that in my head. I literally, I couldn't even tell you what, how old I was when I realized that they were twins and how, you know, they did it the best. That was an absolute showstopper uh, when they had the uh, twin referees and the shock and mayhem that happened after that, that just, no, the Hebders did it the best. Very good. Very good answer. It was not, 1988 on, on, Monday, on Saturday night's main event. I can remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> So, James, are the Bellas the perfect heels? Uh, are you talking about, do you hate them? I did, them? Not, I did not watch. I was not. Obviously, I was an outsider looking in, but when I saw some of the stuff, I was like, this is trash. Obviously, in hindsight, it's all nostalgia and all this blah, blah, because a lot of uh, what we're getting into, I did not watch. And I remember hearing about her. You know, I kept my, uh, my ear to the pulse, as some would say. But I would see this, and I just thought they were like, oh, it's uh, the fucking Hollywood chicks that they're just throwing on, you know? I didn't uh, legitimize their push, and then I would hear wrestling fans be like, oh, it's bullshit. Let's have the Bellas win everything. Bellas, Bellas, Bellas. So I was like, oh, fuck it. If they hate it, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. So I get, I never watched this, so it was just completely what I heard about the Bellas, and it was not, uh, you know. I mean, I took bullshit. it a stuck-up hot girl <laughs> that you just couldn't get, and they uh, made sure you knew it. That and I thought true. they were pretty good heels for that. But once the, once you see all these Hollywood shows and all that stuff, then it's like, and then they are faces. I don't know. By the time I knew of them, it was the John Cena fucking let's love each other, you know, all this stuff. You know what I compare it to? I compare it to The Miz, though. You got The Miz on his own reality show. You got The Miz on Dancing with the Stars, and everybody loves him. And then he gets on the, he gets on the show on Raw, and everybody boos him. And yeah. I feel that's kind of very pretty similar. It's amazing that people can uh, transition like that. I didn't watch, you know. I think I like it. you were saying though, Brad, I think there are some people that we have found in the wrestling, you know, business, they are just better heels. Yeah. You know, they have the look, they have that charisma, they have something about them that they can do to make you not like them. And that I think that's a you, thousand percent. You know, and in and, and I'm sure, you know, the Miz is not a bad person. And I'm sure the Bellas are not either. But like you said, they have that hotness, we're twins, you know, that 
saunter, that charisma when they come out and they could wrestle, you know, I mean, they were, you know, they're not, you know, uh, Mel, you know, Mildred Burke, if you ever hear Jim Cornette always talking about her, but you know, like uh, they could wrestle. And so I just think I never liked them as faces. I just oh, thought awesome. that they were better as heels. So that's just me. Can I say something that I, uh, it, it's your show. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's your show, Amy. Yeah, come on. No, I'm sorry. What do you want to say? Why are you looking what? at me like that? <laughs> Uh-oh. Go. I was just going to say one thing that I did not like, and they are so much better about it now, today. If I am going to fight someone, okay, I'm taking my high heels off, I'm taking my earrings up, and I'm putting my hair in a hair bow, a band of some sort, getting my hair out of my face. Yeah, that'll put butts in seeds. <laughs> <laughs> i'm done <laughs> hey i do want to note that uh it is cool to watch a women's match that does go to commercial break i would put that like mm -hmm. oh, damn commercial break like hey <laughs> you know? yes because we've been watching but, like two and a half four minutes like shit like yeah. that so right so that's something from more of the attitude like the not you know the girl i don't know what you want to call it but the hair's flying all in the face and they're having to keep messing with it and whipping it around that's not, to me, that's not someone who wants to win a fight. Like, you're going to put your hair back. And if you notice now, a lot of times, like Charlotte and Lacey, a lot of the girls, Brie, or um, um, the different girls, they have braids. They have Alexa Bliss. has, You know, they have it pulled back. Yes, it can still flow, but it's not getting your face. And it's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm here to fight. Are y'all texting about me again? I see you looking down, Brad. What I'm looking doing? at my notes. That's what that's what I do. <laughs> but Devin, I heard that uh, Nikki Bella is your is Erica's all time favorite wrestler. You said, yeah, yeah, total divas and total Bellas. That's the whole reason why I was able to get Erica into this crazy sport. Hey, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. I do want to mention real quick that a match that was on later on this evening. We don't have to get into depth about it. I just want to mention it was Dean Ambrose, Daniel Bryan, and Dolph Ziggler versus Stardust, Wade Barrett, and Luke Harper. So this wasn't that long ago, seven years ago, but I thought it was worth mentioning. R.I.P. Brody Lee. Yes, sir. Yeah, hey, he just in Rochester, too. Yes. So anyway, uh, I think we've done our due diligence on this. We spoke mostly about the Bellas, not too much about A.J. Lee. <laughs> but, hey, we did what we did. I mean, tear us up later for it. <laughs> and uh, I guess they're, you know, well, three of the four spouses, I guess, are uh, semi-active. Well, out, I guess, right now is what I meant to say. John Cena's obviously, uh, you know, doing his sabbatical. Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, injured. Punk, injured. So, there's a little uh, conundrum. Or, no, I guess Cena's not with them anymore. Sorry. I like uh, proposals that happen on wrestling shows that uh, don't come to fruition. It's really cool stuff. Shout out to your little, uh, yeah, action figure boy over there. <laughs> By the way, I, I did like oh, the Black shit. Widow. Uh, I like that Black Widow, Widow submission from AJ Lee because I don't know. It almost looks she's so tiny and she's wrapping herself around. Seems like a great thing to pick up in the bedroom, huh? That's all. That. all right. <laughs> Amy, what are you looking at? Amy's talking to someone. Amy's on. You say that too. <laughs> I probably heard that. Awesome. Oh, 
It's your show, James. <laughs> uh, technically, Amy kicked it out to you. I just want to say, kick out crew. Anyway, James. The bell was stepping all over AJ at the end. I thought was a bit much. And their theme song sounded, uh, it, like I said, I wasn't watching back in this day, but I was expected one of them to say, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. And I know a couple of our fans are going to get that reference. And I'm going to sound like a f- idiot when they do. But I uh, greatly appreciate that match. You know, it was good to watch uh, from an era that I was not watching. I think I'd started to chime in probably a little bit after this, maybe 2016, 17. So to see the impotence of me uh, chiming in was really, uh, you know, cool to, because now we're kind of starting to get the stuff I would watch. <laughs> so as uh, we're going through this uh, diatribe of the women's wrestling, it's cool to, uh, you know, go back and notice stuff I never saw, especially TNA. And uh, I guess uh, now it's time for some Kentucky laughs with Amy and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so just a few things, uh, Amy, that since you are from Kentucky, I, I have a, we have a few we have a few questions. What exactly is Kentucky folk art? Kentucky folk art? Yeah. Where did you hear that? Uh, where do I hear everything online? All right, so that's a flop. So let's go to the next <laughs> one. What is a hot brown? A hot brown is a uh, turkey <laughs> sandwich with mashed potatoes and brown gravy on it. Okay. What is a Benedictine? A bit of di- oh, I know what you're talking about. It's I uh, hold on one second. All right. So while she's doing that, this is going the wrong way. Um, John Calipari, <laughs> Kentucky. So did she just call? Us? Somebody's in trouble. Anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh. I guess we can make this little cut. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to make the cut on that one, Amy. Sorry, it's a cucumber sandwich. <laughs> it's okay. Let's <laughs> go find out. No, no, oh. I didn't. All right. So, what is a burgoo? You know what? Um, I meant to ask my husband that. He likes it. I know I don't. Uh, let me look it up real quick. This is we not it- going the way I need it to. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you let live there. Up. You know what? I knew you were going to ask me. I know what it is. All right. I know what what it is. Oh, I knew it was a stew. Like I said, I don't really like it too much, but uh, it's an Irish stew that apparently we eat in Kentucky. This is a hell of a hell of a great time. All right, we're going to wrap this up right now. What is the greatest two minutes in sports? The Kentucky Derby. All right, thank God. All right, moving on. (laughs) Oh man! Sorry, one out of ten, and that was Kentucky Kentucky laughs. By the way, I was going to do an FMK with Kentucky people, but all of you would have wanted to fuck Abraham Lincoln, so I ended that. That's what about Calipari, choice. though? I like uh, the one and done Calipari. <laughs> hey, Johnny Depp's from Kentucky. Yeah, he I didn't want to pick go. him either, because again, you want to fuck him too. No. George Clooney is too. Just yeah, saying. all right. So again, you don't even kill anybody. So we know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> How about we do a couple of questions real quick, it's James? not my fault. You, know, you, did not you should, Brad. Fine. That's a very uh, good idea. It's your show. Uh, it definitely isn't today. But uh, during this era, wrestling... Who the hell is this from, anyway? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Thank you for the question, uh, whoever. <laughs> Bryant Haremza, or good friend Bryant, was there really a breakout star in this era in your minds? 
Go ahead, Devin. You look excited. Adam just broke out to our eyes. Sorry. <laughs> That's why I was excited. Can oh, congratulations, Adam. I was reading. Let's see. Hold on. Your bell is a talk. Can someone talk here? Come in, hon. Yeah. What's every Devin, are you gonna talk? Uh, Who's the, uh, is there any breakout three? stars during this time? Uh, yeah, AJ Lean Page. All right, great. <laughs> My wife's in the background, blinking in and out. So we have a run-in, but I have that virtual bright background, so it's very strange. This uh, is the Amy, best episode we've ever done. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> Amy's talking to her husband. Hello, uh, Adam. Better half. Hey, say hey. Hey. I don't know. Can we, uh, it's not they're going to see our bedroom if that happens. We can't know, have that. We can't have that. We don't want to see all the whips and chains come out. <laughs> right? Fucking right? mirror on the ceiling. Some no, I'm going to give her the best there. for you know, life later. So. Goodness. <laughs> but, so I popped in because I don't have nitro Pepsi, but I have nitro cold brew here. And I wanted yeah. to talk about that. Yes. <laughs> all right. Talk about it. Let's hear it. Uh, I, I'm Team Nitro. It's it's amazing. Yes. <laughs> uh, See, I kind of again. Look, and, oh uh, my God, you had those at the ready, Devin. What the hell? Devin has a <laughs> six pack right at his feet. I keep popping in and out. All right, so I do exist, though. Uh, Amy, my wife made an appearance here. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> it's okay. Brad pops in and out all the time. Hey. <laughs> Amy doesn't know how to play F. Mary Kill, but you know. Oh, jeez. We're getting there. We're <laughs> no, I played it quite well. Brad's just bad. All right. Anyway. Anyway, bye. I'm going to leave you guys. <laughs> I just want to talk about Nitro. Nice to meet you. Bye, <laughs> Thank you for joining the Nitro train. So, anyway, uh, we asked a question. No one answered it. Everybody was shrugging their shoulders. Amy was talking to one of her family members. Sorry. Any breakout stars during this time? Um, I think Paige was. Yeah, for sure. I think the Bella Twins are too, of course. So, yeah. and Charlotte. Yep. Stardust. Yeah, Paige is cleared. I think she'll be doing it good right now too, like in today's. She is coming up on a release, so uh, stay tuned. It was yesterday, wasn't it? Was it the seventh? So she was Post released. Today. Paige was released, right? right. I was actually going to ask that. Come her non-compete. But did anybody oh, know she was oh, still yes, there? Okay. I didn't know she was even still there. And I was actually going to bring that up in the next uh, match. I didn't even know she was. I knew she was still signed, but I didn't know what she was doing. It's very lackluster to announce that she's being released when you haven't seen her in, in three years. Yeah. Not a lot very of true. Anyway, let's get this episode back on track. The all-female season of NXT, Brian Haramza again. What were your thoughts on this concept, and who did it really help? So I did write down who was in it and don't know what I did with it. Anybody? <laughs> uh the concept sounds good i don't know who was in it to uh answer the ladder well for me it goes back to that idea of oh, wrestling is wrestling i don't i mean again personally i don't really know if i want to see like just a women's uh show nxt season but i want to see nxt with great women and men wrestlers do you see, you know, so I, I'm not as interested in kind of breaking it up like that because again, in a weird way, it's like, I just want it to be normal that women and men wrestle 
on the, you know, is raw. And then in a weird way, it almost makes it like it's special when it shouldn't be, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, look at this, you know, all women's pay-per-view. Like, that's a special thing. And to where, you know, that that's an out of the norm thing. Like, you know, there's all, there was all men pay-per-views for a very, very long time, <laughs> you know? And so I just wanted to get back to hopefully the thought of wrestling is wrestling. And so we don't have to do an all women's pay-per-view because we have kick-ass women and they're already going to have three matches on TLC, WrestleMania, whatever it ends up being. That's well, just me. They need to, they need to stop having them as a nostalgia type deal and just let them be a part of the show like everybody else. Uh, just so you guys know, season three, I believe, of NXT, this is back before NXT, NXT, was Caitlin, Naomi, AJ Lee, Oksana, and Maxine. So some big names coming out of that. So I think it helped all of them if they were on it. Anyway, we'll do Absolutely. questions later. because I mean, track. if you get the exposure, you know, it's up to you to do something with it. Sure. You know yeah, I mean? they got an opportunity. The Divas got an opportunity the last show that we, we did. Yeah. Uh, a lot of champions came out of that. You know, they came out there in bathing suits, and a few years later, they were champion. And Michelle McCool is a badass, by the way. She was on Wives of Wrestling. She's tougher than everybody. <laughs> but sure. anyway, uh, let's we'll, we'll do some questions later, James. Kick it back to you. Right. I think it's uh, time we, uh, you know, progress forward at our last match. It's match number three, and it is Charlotte versus Paige from uh, TLC 2015, which took place December uh, 13th of that said year, 2015, from the TD Bank North Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. I guess, yeah, we'll uh, move on from that. Uh, the attendance was uh, 14,903. It was a Divas Championship match. I guess I should have mentioned that earlier. Uh, the match length was a little over 10 and a half minutes. And uh, for those who care, Meltzer gave it three stars. Now, I know uh, this is uh, kind of Amy's little uh, foray into it. So, Amy, let us know, uh, you know how this uh, came to be and what happened to you. All right. So, just to give a little history. So, this is the year 2015. And so maybe more March, April, somewhere in there, that's when Stephanie announced that we were gonna have this women's revolution. And they brought up uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks from NXT. And so those three women all went on to kind of make little factions with other women. So it was Paige, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. Then you had Sasha Banks, Tamina, and uh, Naomi were a group. And then you had the Bella twins who ended up picking up Alicia Fox and they were kind of like team Bella. So you kind of had these three little groups going. Uh, Sasha Banks and her group and the Bellas were more of a heel faction, whatever you want to call them. And so your uh, Charlotte, Becky and Paige were more baby faces. So they all obviously have to clash with each other. Um, Charlotte actually is the one who dethroned Nikki Bella for the Divas Championship. Like I wrote it down, uh, September. I think I wrote down September. Let me see. Yes, yes, yes. So, so what they decided, the writers decided to do was to make a jealousy angle. So then Paige was jealous that Charlotte had won, felt like she should have the gold. So then they start going at each other. Now this TLC match is actually the third match that they have had they had a match at survivor series 
Then they had a rematch, quote, at the Raw paper, at the Raw uh, show the next day. And then they have this TLC match. Now, the reason why I kind of wanted, why I picked this match is because there might be something, or, or what I remembered about this mainly is the reference to Charlotte's brother Reed's death. And, you know, by Paige. And so um, I thought that that would be interesting because we kind of have that going on in AEW right now with Christian Cage and how he's referenced um, uh, Luke Perry, you know, to Jungle Boy about being dead. And, you know, it's a very controversial, um, people are on very much on both sides, you know, um, some people think it's okay. Some people think that crosses the line. So I think it's interesting that, you know, um, maybe we could even talk about that a little bit of just how, how did you, you know, how do we feel about bringing up her, you know, her brother died of a drug overdose literally two years prior to this event. And he was 25 years old, not saying any of those things make it better or worse, but you know, she, uh, I meant to write it down. Paige said something to the effect that, um, and if you all remember, you can say it, at, at, at a, a contract signing, Paige said something to the effect of, oh, well, your little brother couldn't handle pressure, could he? And, you know, he died of a drug overdose. And so that kind of made her obviously get some nuclear heat. I don't really know if that kind of heat is good or bad. You know what I'm saying? It's like, cheap what do heat think? is what it is. It's I think it's heat. low-hanging fruit, lazy booking. Like, obviously, you can go there, I guess, because it's there. But is that the only thing you can come up with? Like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, it's yeah. kind of lazy. That's cheap heat because yeah. that's that's just like coming out and saying, hey, what do you know, Birmingham, Alabama? This state sucks because the baseball team. That's cheap heat, man. Give me something original. Don't give me that crap. Mm-hmm. You know, and it actually happened this week too on Dynamite. Huh? Jeff Hardy. With yeah, when they brought up Jeff Hardy, so I mean they're doing it now. They've yep. made an example of Jeff Hardy on more on more shows, more organizations, but this is very very. Yeah, very that's what I was gonna say. Is I feel like this angle kind of goes along the lines of our Jeff Hardy hitting Elias angle that we've talked about on multiple occasions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Amy, thank you for the lead into that. I appreciate it. So my, the first thing I was going to say was Paige recently left WWE. Did anybody know that she was still there? We've already gone through that, so I guess we don't have to. Uh, James, what did you think of Charlotte's entrance in this? Ironic that you would ask me because uh, <laughs> straight up, uh, one of the first things, heavy Ric Flair on the entrance. I kind of think uh, – I don't know. And that kind of goes with uh, how I viewed the crowd. A lot of this match, this is just a lot of Rick. You know, there's a lot of wooing, a lot of you. Uh, Rick comes in there strutting. He tries to, I think, fist dap or maybe get Charlotte's arm, all that stuff. And then it cuts to the ring, and Paige is doing the Ric Flair strut. The crowd's chanting woo like 85 times in a row. It's, I don't know. Uh, looking back on the match, watching Charlotte and seeing all this Ric Flair, like heavy Ric Flair stuff, I'm kind of like, man, I wish they would just like quit with this. And now uh, at the time, I'm like, oh, they took her away from her dad. She's probably going to flounder. 
But then looking back, I'm like, man, I'm glad they did that because I can't handle this. Like, she, he's, she's doing something in the match, and the crowd's just wooing the shit out of Flair on the side. But, yeah, I think their entrance was very heavy Rick. <laughs> you know? That's what I was going to get to next here, and I was going to kick it to you, Mike. Do you think Ric Flair needs to be here, or did he help the situation or hurt the situation? I think he hurt it. I don't – because I think the focus was more on him than it was on the match or anything else like that. But the current – at the current time, once again, I really wasn't watching – at the current time, right. was it helping her, or was this starting to get where it was like, all right, man, <laughs> you know, we want Charlotte. Been that long yet, right? Amy? Well, can I interject? I'm sorry. There was something I, I forgot to say. I'm very sorry about going into my intro about the match. Sorry. <clears throat> because I was thinking about the, the whole death angle. <clears throat> Excuse me. This time period is very... It's a very confusing, very rushed because <clears throat> after Paige loses at SummerSlam and Charlotte wins, after Paige sat there and said, I'm sorry, I got to. Nitro Pepsi. Call <laughs> <laughs> it Mr. Woodford if I had my guess. <laughs> Woo! After Paige said that about Charlotte's brother and Charlotte goes on to defeat her at SummerSlam or at Survivor Series, moving into the next pay-per-view TLC, Paige says that Charlotte's arm was underneath the rope when she got submitted. So it technically wasn't, it shouldn't count and that she was a dirty player. So then they start doing this whole thing about Charlotte is dirty, a dirty player like her dad. So then that's why they bring Rick. So now, Literally four weeks after we're supposed to be like, Paige should be the most hated person for saying such a vile thing to Charlotte. We're supposed to now be sympathetic to Paige because Charlotte actually cheated to win this match. So it's like, why in the world did you even do all of that with, or with Reed if you were literally going to want us to be sympathetic to Paige who lost at TLC because Charlotte and Rick cheated. It, it just doesn't even make any sense. Like what in the world was that? And, and again, that wasn't six months. That was literally the next pay-per-view the next month. We're already trying to switch. Paige is now a baby face and Charlotte is the heel. I mean, we've seen it once. We've seen it uh, a lot in the WWE where one week, one week, one week, we're supposed to forget about everything that happened, unfortunately. Uh, I, I think I caught day. <laughs> exactly. And then I just remember not that long ago with like Bobby Lashley was facing Riddle and he was just destroying Riddle every night. And then all of a sudden Lashley was in the championship against the Miz and Riddle's on the outside cheering like a week later. It's just, you're supposed to forget all about it. Like he was one of the lumberjacks helping them out. It happens for sure that you're supposed to forget about this and you're supposed to just change your feelings. If it's one thing, if it's a year, but you're talking three weeks, that's ridiculous. Absolutely. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Charlotte more uh, with you, Adam. Is Charlotte the, and I'm going to be careful the way I phrase this, Amy, because of the way we've been talking through this whole episode. Hmm. Is Charlotte the best female performer of all time? And is she, or could she be a top 10 best performer overall eventually 100 percent and 100 percent because 
she's she, I mean I got her my notes right here. She she sells great. She they lock up great. Um just everything she does, man. It's just she she puts everything into it, does the moves good. Um she you don't see very many botches of hers at all. Um she could be the vet, like just in, in top ten in general. Yeah, she'd be the top seven probably. You know, behind Randy Orton and a couple of other guys. But uh, as far as number one woman's wrestler, yeah, there's no doubt. Just like Bully Ray says, she's number one, and no one's really even close to number two. Uh, Tessa Blanchard could be number two if she was easy to get along with and work with. And what I like what they did with her on Impact, but she just didn't handle it well. I think Charlotte would handle it much better if they let her do the same thing. Devin, do you think Ric Flair helped establish the women's revolution? I think he definitely helped out at this era. Like, um, you guys were saying that everyone was wooing and stuff. Well, we just watched a Nikki Bella versus AJ Lee match where only, you know, 70% of the crowd was in it. So 100% of the crowd is wooing right now. 100% of the crowd is paying attention to what's going on around the ringside. So I honestly do. I, I think it helped elevate these women's presence. All right, let's get a little raunchy here. What do you think of the fishnets on page there, Mike? <laughs> I love them. I, <laughs> I was a big, big page fan, though. I don't know what it was about her, but I was a big, big page fan. How do you think she would do at a tanning salon? Who'd <laughs> <laughs> want her to go? <laughs> and that look is what gets her, so I don't even want her to go. Do you imagine what she would look like tan, though? Because they always say tan look. But, I mean, who says it, Amy, about tan? Somebody says something about tan makes him look better. Who is that, Amy? Oh, Arn is known for that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Paige is playing to the crowd, mar marking, um, mocking Rick a lot. Charlotte does that face-first drop like Ooh, Rick Flair does. Yeah. Oh, come on, who wants it? Who wants I it? wanted to bring that up, but uh, oh, they don't really botch, which I get it, I get it. But boy, howdy, <laughs> that one looked like she went all in on that one. Because most of the time, the flare flop is kind of just like, it's flat, you know, like it looks real smooth. That one just looks like face and then body like, you know, rolls down. That looked rough. <laughs> so I also wanted to talk about this with Charlotte. She was doing this back then. She still does it today. She was, mock she was making fun of the crowd saying, we want Paige. We want Paige. And I have seen her recently, maybe in the last year, say, what? What? Amy, do you think that, that is something she should be doing or should she be ignoring the crowd? I like it. I mean, I think it's really important that you can make those changes in the crowd because if not, they will take over, you know? And so I think that that's a great way for number one, for her to regain control. Heal. You know, and I think that it's... uh. And it kind of shows, like you were saying, she doesn't care. She's taking that power away from them, like them overwhelming her with what. And like, you know how some people get rattled by that. You know, you've kind of seen that. She obviously does it. She takes it right back from them. And then they've lost, you know, that kind of, you know, uh, what they're trying to do is hijack. You know, when they start crowd, you know, when there's a lot of that, you know, whatever they're saying, they're trying to hijack the match and she takes it back. And I like it. I, I like that too. 
I also like how she talks to her opponent. She yells at the referee, and she's doing, so she's talking to everybody, and you hear her talk. And I, I like, I love that about Charlotte. Yeah, very good. So there's a sleeper hold by Paige here, and there's a lot of good wrestling in the match. But do you overall, Adam, do you think this is a step up from what we've been seeing? Oh, yeah, definitely step up. I mean, uh, the only thing, there's two things about the match I didn't like. And um, I'm going to say, Charlotte shows a good heel. She controls the match real good. Uh, Paige fires up so good whenever she starts taking over. She gets the crowd behind her. Uh, the only thing, the only two things I noticed is too many leg slapping, especially when you hear the leg slap and they move and nobody gets hit, but you still hear the afterwards. And then they talked a little too much during the match, which, I mean, if you know when to look for it, you can tell when they're talking. Other than that, they are, they are two of the best women in that era right there. Yeah, I... I don't notice what you notice. Like you said, like I always say with you, you're an in-ring performer. You bring your expertise here, but you can notice, which we, we may not notice. Like, I don't see the slapping. Maybe I'm not looking for it, but you're there. You can't help yourself, right? No, I know. I pick it out of a crowd. <laughs> it's, I hate it. And then another thing, I forgot how Paige, how good Paige was back then. And I knew she was great, but I forgot how good she really was, man. She was, if she wouldn't, she wouldn't have got hurt. She would have been up there with Sasha and everybody else, if not better than Sasha, in my opinion. And I was going to say something to you, Devin, about that. Do you think that you appreciate Paige more now that she's gone? Oh, absolutely. I really do. Uh, Like, watching this and watching the Paige movie, like, I really grown a greater appreciation for Paige in these later years. Did everybody see that movie? Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, that's an excellent. I love that movie. How about you, James? You the only one? I have not have not seen that movie. Not really a movie, but uh, or yeah. Well, you know the rocks in it. <laughs> yeah, saw the clip on the online <laughs> there promoting it. That's how you do a promo. That's it. Hey, Mike, Team Bad in the back. So they were dressed as Charlotte, Becky, and Paige. What'd you think of that clip? I thought it's funny. It's just them getting a little ha ha. Yeah. I thought it was pretty perfect. Adam, I have to say it real quick, buddy. I know I just talked to you, but there was a figure four. There was a figure four. And then, and then they turned it over. Turned it. First the pressure. What happened? Guess which one hurts. Guess which one hurts worse. Yeah, put your freaking mic off, right? Is that what you're going to (laughs) do? No, I was going to actually tell you this time. I mean, it actually. I love it. Oh, power went out again. (laughs) Fucking power. All right, so a big boot from Charlotte. <laughs> Off the top uh, was a little awkward landing. Fisherman suplex by Paige. All right, before you move on from that fisherman suplex. Power, my bad. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. The ref takes a very interesting angle to count the three on that fisherman suplex. I thought it was a bit much. I know it's just like innocence. Like he leaped over to make the count, but he landed literally like right in between her legs and it was like making the count. It was a... Poor guy, just like, you know, wrong spot to jump. Because he jumps, perfect, leaps over it, but lands right in between the middle of her legs and has to look at the shoulders with, uh, you know, yo, oh, one, one, two in front of his face. So I was like, man, that's that doesn't look good. <laughs> Obviously, y'all didn't notice it, but I was like, jeez. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if you ever, nobody, uh, you know, nobody's you ever talking. Again, You'll I'm know sorry, exactly dude. what I'm talking like, but whoa. 
All right. Glad I got that in. <laughs> I mean, we're not. Why are we saying anything? <laughs> Charlotte takes the cover off. Of course, we had to get some Ric Flair interference here because it's not a mat. Ric Flair doesn't like we we joke about before. He really doesn't have a finishing move. His finishing move is cheating to win. So Charlotte takes the cover off the turnbuckle after the distraction from uh, Paige's drop. Uh, he drops Paige's head onto it for the win. Amy, what'd you think of this end uh, finish? Um, you know, again, I, I was feeling very. I didn't like how some of these things, the things were kind of progressing. Where now, all of a sudden, you know, like I said, now uh, Paige is the baby face because she just got beat because Charlotte literally cheated. I, I just, I mean, I thought it was kind of lackluster. These women can do a finish. You know, they didn't have to you know, do the turnbuckle thing, whatever. Uh, so, you know, I was, eh, it was, but again, this is actually their third match. You know, sure. they had one at uh, Survivor Series, they had the match at Raw, and then they have this one at TLC. And so I was just kind of like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I was very confused about, like I said, this whole time period and who I should be cheering cool. for and who I shouldn't be mad at, you know, so I was, it was okay. Mike, which move is missing from this match from Charlotte? Um, I don't know. Moonstalk. The figure eight. Oh. What do you think of that move, and why do you think it wasn't done here? I don't know. I don't know why she didn't do it. You like that move? You think like it's a strong it? move? I think, yeah, I like it. It's because it's different. So it's not just the figure four. You're adding your own spin to it. So anytime like, somebody takes another move, but they add their own thing, I think it helps it out a lot. I, I love it. I love it because it's something to her dad, but she made it her own. Yeah. There you and go. It, mm -hmm. it looks like it hurts a hell of a lot more than your move there, right. Adam. <laughs> your figure four. And hey, kind of, if you do the arch just right, it kind of sort of like pins your opponent too. So they can either submit or maybe... To, you know, do the three. She's an incredible athlete. Uh, Paige is an incredible athlete. I think this was the perfect. I, I know Amy's doing her thing right now, but I thought this was the perfect match to kick us in to next. Uh, I know we got some more to talk about this week, but perfect match to kick us into the women's revolution. We can definitely see how much the women's uh, division has improved. And like you said, Amy, now it's to the point when we go to the women's revolution where we're not talking about the main event being a women's match on Raw. We're not talking about on SmackDown. It's just the main event. Right. And it's the we, I know best match. 16, we won't quite be there. But we are today. We are today. They just say it's going to be uh, it's going to be Charlotte Flair versus whoever in the, in the in the main event. They don't say it's a, hey, great news, women's match. So I will say this. Bleacher Report, who I know is not Meltzer, but I do read a lot of Bleacher Report, gave this match a D. What the fuck is that? I think they meant to give it two Ds. Hey-oh. Uh, yeah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. No, I, I thought it was a good match. Look, I, like you said, I watched this at the time. I don't remember everything that went on. I mean, it was seven years ago. I don't remember yesterday. But, you know, I, I guess maybe it was the third match, like you said. Maybe people were tired of it. Maybe it didn't um, further a story like they would want. Maybe that all goes into these ratings sometimes as well. We are just watching something um, out of nowhere. Uh, you know, we're just watching it for what it is as a good match. So uh, anybody have anything they want to add? 
I, I noticed during the match the commentators talked a whole lot about nonsense. I didn't like that because they don't do it during the men's match while I talk about all that nonsense during the women's match. Funny, James. I usually go to you. I, uh, I did not. I was kind of reading before. the log and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of a uh, non. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, yeah. Because I put a. Uh, like the announcer seemed not interested, but I was like, what do I mean by that? How can I elaborate? But so yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed because I, I, it does. Because like Adam said, it kind of re triggered my memory. It does. Uh, there's a lot of extracurricular stuff like JBL's like plugging his Twitter, I believe, at one point. Like there's all kinds of random talking about Sean Mayo. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And, and, you know, even back in the AJ and Nikki Bella match, you know, I counted because I was just curious. You know, these women are doing legit wrestling moves, and the combinate the commentators were too busy talking about the upcoming WrestleMania match, mm -hmm. the Twitter. I can't remember how long yeah. the match was, but I counted. They only less than ten moves, wrestling moves. Uh, the commentators commented on, so that was a fireman's carry or whatever. In that whole entire match, and that, and honestly, that's all Nikki and AJ did was wrestling moves. And I felt like, you know, uh, like you said, the commentators either they didn't know what to. I don't know. It, you know, it was all new. They didn't know what to say. But I didn't feel like, like you said, Adam, that they were actually giving it the same uh, talking and 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 presenting it to because the commentators are there for like people who can't see the match. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's what JR, they're there for, to give that play-by-play. -play you know, I don't care about, like you said, JBL's Twitter. I don't care, you know, Charmel says all women hate each other. And just, you know, some of that stuff that was oh, going my, on. My wife's going to hate me, you know, some shit. Exactly. Remember. They were not talking about the match in the ring to where I, if I had to listen to it, would know what the hell was going on. You got to blame Vince McMahon for that. I will say JR, like when we were talking about a couple, you know, matches and stuff, JR, you know, obviously him and King were very juvenile at some points, but when JR gets into it, puts some shit over, like it literally does legitimize it, especially, you know, when the commentary is, you know, treating this as a legit thing, like with that Mickey James cage match, they put over a bunch, you know, great talents. This is the first ever cage match. It's the main event. We've got some great women's wrestlers here, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're, you know, promoting their own, like, they're building their own thing. And sometimes I think that's lost on a bunch of these, like, uh, it's just overlooked. Like, oh, hey, yeah, there's a women's match. Yay, good for them, good for them. We're going to cut up and bullshit, like, uh, you know, over here. I kind of felt, I had a note on that, actually, that I felt like Michael Cole was the only commentator talking about the women. Yeah. I felt like you kind of said that you think it was the Vince McMahon, but I think Vince McMahon was probably in Michael Cole's ear saying, yeah, 100%, 100%. Hey, put some comments on this. No one's talking about it. So oh, I, I don't know. I, yeah, maybe. Or vice versa. Who really knows? <laughs> With that guy? Who really Michael Cole going in for himself. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, he maybe he knew like, hey, somebody's got to legitimize this shit. You know? Yeah, but Booker T and JBL did not seem interested at all. Yep. Are you a question? Let's do it. What were Amy? All right, Michael McClanahan. Get your thinking caps that on. That is everybody. Big Money Mike. He's probably uh, he needs to be teaching. What were Amy's thoughts on women's wrestling during this period? How did Amy, as someone who enjoys a systematic and scientific 
approach of FTR feel about the more eccentric and reality television-based presentation of women's wrestling? <gasps> well, I think we've kind of touched on it. I I wasn't a I appreciate it for I appreciated that it was better. You know, again, the I felt like these women were wanting to be wrestlers and they put, like you said, Nikki Bella, AJ, you know, those were uh those were women that you could tell had put in the effort and that this was um, you know, something that they were doing moves, you know. I mean, they were doing arm bars. She was, you know, I mean it wasn't just trying to rip off their clothes and whipping their hair around and whatever else they might be doing. So I definitely appreciated that very much. Um, again, I wasn't a big reality TV watcher. So having that aspect of it too was something that um, I, I didn't, I can't, I can't talk about because I didn't really watch it. So I, it didn't enhance my, it didn't make me want to watch total Bella or divas because it was about the WWE, you know, it just wasn't anything that I was interested in. Um, you know, yes, between Arn and Telly FTR, different ones like that, you know, that eighties type of wrestling that I grew up that I really started watching in the beginning. Um, I liked where we're going during this time period and there's still, and there's still issues, uh, you know, like I said, uh, of, but they're really getting a lot better and they're really trying to wrestle and you can tell that these women want to wrestle not again it's a platform to get somewhere else like maybe we necessarily saw with like a Stacy Keebler and some of those like you know that that was not her dream growing up yeah just to a be, stop to get the notoriety and get on to well, you know, and again, that was the time period and that's what happened. And so it's, you know, it's not a knock on anybody. It's just kind of what we were seeing. But me as a fan is really enjoying, you know, kind of like you said earlier, Brad, um, we're not saying, you know, we're not making a big deal because the women are going to close raw. That's the main event because good wrestling is what's going to be on at the main event. And whether it's a man's a men's <laughs> match or women's match, you know, whatever, you know, the expectation is that the best match goes on at the end. And if it just so happens to be, uh, you know, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, then that's what the last match is going to be. It's not like we need to, like, give ourselves a pat on the back. We're putting the women last as a, you know, uh, that they did such a good job. It's just the best match is going to be the last match. The moneymaker. Right. Mm. One more question from Bryant. Um, and then we can move on from that. Uh, I think this is an easy one, but during this era of wrestling was never really the focal point with the ladies. Do you think this hurt some of the le legitimacy of the women when they did actually have matches? I mean, yeah. It did. Because every time Finley wanted to teach them something, they were, they, were, they were telling him, hey, look, they're women. They don't need to be doing all this. So he had to ease it off of a week or two, then go back to it. But you know what I think? I think also everybody judges the era for what they are. And when we look at last week with the Ruthless Aggression era, these women, I hate, I hate cliches, but they made, uh, they, they were the, I think that the Ruthless Aggression era really made today what it is, even though they didn't have the platform maybe they deserved. So they, I mean, the Michelle McCools, the, the, uh, the Bella Twins, they still get their flowers. The, 
it's different today. Uh, it's looked at differently, and, and these women are, are great athletes, but they're given a better platform too. So I do think they're also judged on the era they were in. And like at Trish Stratus and Alita, they still get a lot of respect. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you notice too, a lot of the women today, that was their idols. So yeah. they looked up to them. So, you know, they did pave the way because they're the ones that brought those people in. And I think they helped out a lot. And now Molly Holly gets, like we talked about it, she gets thanks from everybody. everybody. Well, you, can, you can fully develop the talent because, like uh, we mentioned, you know, oh, hey, you're doing too much, so they scale it back a week. No, you don't have to do that anymore. You can continuously build and grow and make these people better. Like, you know, you don't have to, like, oh, better, uh, better, you know, tone it back a skill level. No, get better, do better, improve, get more reps, have a couple more matches. You know, like, I think it's one of those things where now you're afforded it's cool to like train your people to be the best, like your prospects or whatever, you know, not to use an athlete term, but like the prospects of them, it's cool to train them and develop them instead of just like, Oh, Hey, gotta, you know, don't be doing too much now. <laughs> like I think moving forward, it's great. I, I, but I do think there is a big difference between 2012 and 2015. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk a lot about 2012 here today and the WWE. It was not a good, it was not good. We, 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 talk, we talked about the positives and, and where it was moving into the women's revolution uh, and, and what was going on in TNA as well. So there, when, I, when I got back into it in 2012, like I really got back into it, it, it wasn't where it needed to be for sure. So, but anyway, um, I think we're, we've exhausted this match and uh, the questions. So James, what up? Well, well, well. <laughs> I guess it's time for... Amy to enlighten us on uh, speaking of powerful, strong, and uh, definitely endearing women's wrestlers. And, you know, she's kind of the one that set a benchmark for a lot of the stuff you see today. Not to be disrespectful to people before her, her predecessors, but definitely moving forward from her, it seems like the game really changed. So, uh, Amy, uh, you want to allude or give to who I'm alluding to and uh, take it away from there? Yes, thank you. So, you are talking about the ninth wonder of the world, China. And the Joni Lawler is, you know, uh, she was an absolute, I mean, now looking back, unfortunately she has passed, but looking back at what she was for the wrestling community, it really does show, like you said, she was a very pivotal person and where we are today, where we see women, how we see women, uh, she was not your um, typical woman on WWF at that time. I absolutely love how she came in. If you all remember, she came in with um, Triple H and she said nothing. She was a bodyguard. She was out there by the ring and she just stood with her hands crossed, muscles for days. And she never said anything. And she ragdolled Marlena. I mean, it, that whole presentation of her for that month and a half, whatever it ends up being, when Triple H is um, going up against, um, what was his name in the gold dust? Yeah. How could I forget that? Um, like I said, that was great. You know, they recognized immediately they could not put her in the normal woman valet box. She was so much more and they could do much more with her. 
um, as time went on, you know, obviously we, we learned a lot about her and we learned about, you know, her struggles, things that she went through. Um, you know, I can't imagine working somewhere like the WWF and your boyfriend starts dating the boss's daughter. What that, you know, must be like, how do you, how do you continue on like that? And, you know, she put her smile, you know, she put, she put her best foot forward and, you know, she went out there and she probably because of her mental uh, health and it's, it's documented that, you know, she had mental health issues and she had substance abuse issues. Um, you know, that you can imagine what that does to a person and probably their self-esteem. I thought she was the best when she was with Eddie Guerrero. Like, I really thought that that was when she seemed the happiest and he seemed happy. And it just seemed, you know, even though she was um, a girlfriend, because, you know, that was also something I feel like we see way too much of in, the, in this era everybody was boyfriend, girlfriend, and that made the boys fight over the girl. And, you know, some of that was maybe a little bit high schooly, but, um, you know, I really did think she looked the happiest with Eddie Guerrero. If you've never watched the vice versa of China, if, if you all, have you all seen that? Yeah, I, I have seen yeah. that. You know, it, it made me, it made me so sad because she had nobody that wasn't trying to make a buck off her in her life, you know? It, it just, she was screaming for help. And she wasn't, I mean, unfortunately she wasn't getting what she needed. She, tr again, this is just from my perspective. I felt like she did not, she did not have people that were really in her corner, you know? and the amount of stuff, I guess, or just the amount of things that she had to uh, overcome. And to, again, to be that pivotal figure in the WWE and all that she was able to accomplish, you know, I'm pretty sure that it was probably very hard in that male dominant locker room for them to say, hey, Bob Holly, you're going to lose to a woman, you know, and what kind of you know, what a trailblazer, what she probably had to deal with in, in that respects because of the situation she was being put in because of her strength and abilities. Um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a very tragic story. And um, I, I've, I'm just very empathetic. I feel very much for Joni, you know, who was the character China and, and how her life uh, turned out because I again that vice versa and you you know for you all that have seen it it is just I mean I hated it you know I really did I felt like everybody was taking advantage of her and really all she ever wanted probably was to be loved and to feel like she was loved by others in you know not necessarily fans but just that you know, she had people around her that she could count on and that um, she she just really didn't. And like I said, I felt like that was kind of a, a sad um, end 
and um, I won't keep rattling on about China because like I said, I think that she probably is a lot of women in a sense where maybe they um, are not super confident. They may project a confidence, but maybe inside they still have a lot of self-esteem issues uh, and males too. Everybody can feel self-conscious about themselves. And depending on their work situation, you know, being in situations where um, it's not your fault that you're the best. And some people may think that. So, like I said, I'm sorry. I just really think that um, it's a really sad story. But she is such a pivotal. She needs her own induction into the Hall of Fame. I'm very glad that she did go in with DX because, again, she is a huge part of that faction. Uh, but she really does need her own uh, induction. I think it's um, not fair for her not to be in it. So, I agree. I did like how they gave her a little push during that Hall of Fame. They all said something about her and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are all advocate. We are all big China fans here. So, we have spoken to her about previous. We've spoken about her on previous shows, and we appreciate the uh, the female perspective on her. So, thank you. Yeah, I agree too. I love the China and Eddie Guerrero angles the best. When she was Mama Sita. Exactly. I love badass. I love that. I love badass China that wasn't talking at first and was the uh, bodyguard. Oh, Mark Henry has some good stuff too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, the way the camera angles would, uh, you know, shoot her and stuff, like they always like, you know, she's like this. Sometimes they're from a lower angle, so she looks, you know, like I don't know. It's it's cool to see like you know stuff like that. How it started obviously really good, definitely went to the wayside. But once they get behind you, man, who knows what you can do? It's just the fact that when they give up on you, sometimes, especially, I don't know. There's a lot of things they could have done more. I we would, all have opinions. We all have opinions. We all have opinions on this for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we all listen to, and and, I, and we love Jr. and we love Conrad. But that that episode on China that they did, I mean, Conrad called out Jr. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he really did, and. It was uncomfortable to listen to. It was last Christmas time when they were doing extra episodes, special episodes. And he basically said, why didn't you help her? I mean, in so many words. And it was ugly. It was an ugly moment on that show where I was like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. But it feels like they didn't. And it, I don't blame JR for that. He was in the position where he was in a position that he works for. You work for someone. When you work for someone, you do what you're told. Mm -hmm. Well, and you think about that time period, maybe. And again, I hate to be like, well, that was just the time period. There were probably... Um, there were probably lots of people that, you know, that needed a hand or needed to be reached out to and like, you know, let's do something different or, you know, we're struggling. That's the word I'm trying to look for. There were probably a lot of people in that time period that were struggling. And I think sometimes you're, it's hard to be, to say, you know, to, to do an intervention, basically, I guess in some ways. And I'm sure that in their heart, they're like, well, if she really needs something, I, you know, she'll come to me or I told her if you ever need anything, come, you know, so, but I, yeah, I'm with you. He's in the company and the boss's daughter is now, you know, is getting with her ex-boyfriend. It's just like I said, it was like a soap opera, you know, and, and she, you know, I, I don't know. That it's was kind of her positioning on the card too. I mean, you got to think about that changes her financial situation tremendously. Exactly. So also, you got to think about 
You know? And it played with her insecurities that she had before. And then, you know, back do they like the me day, or do they just like like me because I'm, you know, and mental exactly. health wasn't talked about back then. So you couldn't reach out to nobody because someone that was her stature. I can't say nothing about mental health because look at me. I'd, I'd be considered weak if I do that. Exactly. Yes. I mean, again, that's very true. And who was she supposed to talk to? You know, she didn't have a good family life. Right, and her right. ex-boyfriend is now dating the boss's daughter. Who wants to get involved in that? You and know, her, I mean... And JR kind of talks about her, like, she kind of turned into a nuisance and a complainer, like, so she... Who do you talk to? Right. <laughs> and at I the mean, same time with JR, uh, he's dealing with everybody. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I, and I, I, I hate to put him down, but I... I mean, I get aggravated at work, too. We all do. <laughs> so, but, you know, I, I just... As we all say, we, we definitely feel she could have used a little more help. And maybe they're, maybe they're doing better with that, with the whole everything, the drug treatments and the culture that we even have now where we're even talking about mental health, you know, and, the, and, and people, you know, seeing that it's, it's okay, you know, especially with the way the pandemic happened and, you know, people probably realizing more than ever, I, I need to talk to someone. I need, you know, I'm struggling. So, again, maybe it's the culture, too, that, that's gotten better. So True. We all have, I mean, me and you have teenage kids, so we get it. All, a few of us do, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, some of us are, have a teenager on here right now. Right, Devin? <laughs> I'm 24. <laughs> I'm not a teenager. Exactly. All right. Uh, James, we're going to kick it back to you. We're coming up on, as Coach just texted me, he's not even in here. He just told me we're coming up on two and a half hours. Good for him. Three, three hours. I'm sorry. Three yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. Well, and I do need to say my family needs me. So, oh, look at you. I'm, I know. I'm very, very sorry to, to step out before I get to hear about Mike's meads. I'll catch it on the, on the <laughs> uh, replay because I don't grill but my husband really likes to and so i'm always you know interested in and and i'll say what you know do you do this or whatever well, before so, you leave before you leave oh. all right let's um we want to thank you for coming on yeah i want to let everybody know that amy was my first top gal guy friend i was not a top guy yet i was just a at the time toot toot mm-hmm. and she'd reached out a number of times saying you're missing it you're missing it when you guys were all too cool, you know? Yeah. So she was my first top gal friend and uh, really appreciate you coming on the female perspective. And it was, it was really, I really enjoyed myself. So thank you. Wonderful. Well, like I said, the pleasure's all mine. I really do appreciate you all even inviting me on here. Um, you know, I can be long-winded. I do apologize. Cause I, you said we're getting to be three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love talking about wrestling. And so sometimes that's a bad thing because like you said, my family's like, are you done? I need this. I got this going on. Oh, so, we've, seen we've seen what's going on over there. <laughs> yes, you see. Oh. And so, you know, so, uh, so again, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for my shirt. I will be, we- I'm wearing it now. I see if you can see my kick out through shirt. Um, I will wear it proudly. I do appreciate you all asking me. And uh, I think y'all are great. I love every one of y'all. I had fun talking wrestling. And so I enjoy your podcast and uh, you all have a great night. Good night, Amy. Thank, thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You, Amy. Thank you thank for you. having me. Oh, thank you. That was awesome. Now yeah. we can talk about her. Yay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, if uh, if there are no remaining topics, I guess the only topic remaining would be Mike's Beat Minutes. Mike, what you got on the uh, grills for us today? What about some wings? Oh, yeah. Chicken wings. And um, with these, I got a little sauce I like to make. And that's what I'm going to give you all the recipe for. This uh, right here, you need one of, like the medium-sized bottle of red hot wing sauce. You can take the whole bottle of that. Add one quarter of a cup of teriyaki sauce, two teaspoons of minced garlic, two teaspoons of crushed red peppers. And if you want it hotter, you can add more hot sauce. If you don't like it real hot, throw in a little bit of butter. And what you want to do is put that in there and then get it to a simmer and stir it up. And as you're doing that, you add um, entire breadcrumbs to it. Just to get a little bit, what it, when what that does is that will make it thicker so you have a thick sauce instead of real wet sauce or if you like it wet just don't add it to it yes sir i season my wings with uh caribbean jack wing sauce before i throw them on the grill so i season with that throw them on the grill at 350 cook them about 20 25 minutes flip them maybe five minutes get them good to go when they come out put them in that sauce and you're good to go nice love wings Always a uh, always a favorite around uh, my stomach, <laughs> for hopefully, sure. Hopefully the wing shortage can end sometime soon. I think they're just making it up around here now. Oh man! Yeah, well we got one here too. Believe market me. market uh, price as uh, my favorite menu price ever: eighteen dollars for twelve wings in Philly. You would not believe some of the waste that we had in chicken in my store. But hey, that's a different conversation. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I appreciate that, Mike. Uh, you know, love wings, like I said. Uh, Devin, are you going to demographically challenge us with Devin's demographic today? <laughs> so, for my Devin's demographic of the week, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show. It's only on Netflix, but I'm obsessed with it. Erica is obsessed with it. My roommate, Kirsten, she's obsessed with it too. Stranger Things is back. We've already binged it all, we finished the whole season. It's back and on Netflix. I love the show. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. It's about like a bunch of high schoolers facing these, you know, uh, just these crazy phenomenons. So I watched. I, I watched season one. Mm -hmm. Okay. My daughter talked me into it. Now my daughter is closer in age to you than I am to you. You know that, right? By a lot. <laughs> How old's your daughter? She's gonna be eighteen. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're you're like seven, eight years apart, and we are twenty years apart. So yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, she had me. Well, I watched it. We liked it, but we did not watch it after that. She has already, just like you, Devin, already watched the entire thing probably twice by now. <laughs> so, uh, Stranger Things. I'll, I'll tell you what, Netflix uh, subscriptions go up when that new season comes out. So the hell, you know, they do a great job. You know what I do like about the show? Um, I, I have caught it here and there since then is that they have grown with their audience. So even though like it was how many years ago they started, they were you guys were younger and they have grown up with you, kind of like the Harry Potters, where they, they the show got older with their audience. I think that is so clever. I really do. So that's a great demographic, Devin, considering your age and you grew up with it, like uh, your teenage years to now, right? Yeah, now I have to wait until 2024 for the fifth season to come out. And then so. that's it, right? That's the final one? That's the word. So that's gonna be the final season, but I don't know. 
We'll I know see. a little bit, man, because I got, I got kids close to your age, okay? So I try to keep up with the times. Be a hip dad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite getting there. <laughs> then after 2024, Devin, you can start watching adult stuff. I'm surprised. Hey, there it is. Yes. I recommend, <laughs> guys, if you guys haven't watched Winning Time yet, though, freaking watch it on HBO Max. Fucking is that the Lakers? Yeah, so good. So good. What are you watching there, Adam? Uh, Shark Tank. <laughs> this, yeah we me too that entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit <laughs> i, I can't wait to grow up watch I'm, looking for, I'm good i'm looking for good inventions to rip off i've been watching uh westworld on yeah. hbo man i like HBO's that i watched the first season a while ago and then i just realized there's a couple more seasons so i just started watching them but i, I, I started good. watching i started watching barry and it's with bill Hader. right is that his name but anyway, I think, so. I think I watched one episode of that. I'm telling it's it took me like 20 minutes, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, now I'm gonna laugh because it was like yeah. that kind of show, like you're not sure at first, you got to kind of hang in there, but very good. Yeah. All right, so that's TV time with the kickout crew, <laughs> right? <laughs> I really watched shit. Uh, Master Puppet scene, I felt was a bit overrated when I saw the clip. Hey, I don't know the story of the show, so Dame's got to get up in two hours and 25 minutes, so it's about three hours and uh, <laughs> roughly three hours. That is, so. that, and that's a shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll probably be going to uh, Providence, Rhode Island next week. I'm getting together with Frank. So yeah. I might do the the show on locations, depending on how y'all want to do it. But we well, all do the We we uh, if we're gonna talk about next week, James, um, you want me to say something? <laughs> well, I was gonna let y'all know we we're gonna go? record stuff in the U-Haul <laughs> truck and actually gonna show some of it on Twitter. All right, so James, I'm just going to get into it. All right, uh, next week we're going to be talking about uh, the women's revolution. So 2016 to now, uh, we kind of have a good idea what our matches are going to be. Uh, we do. We've been talking about this episode probably for the last three three episodes. Uh, we also are going to welcome. We are also going to welcome Lindsay uh, to the show. Uh, I reached out to her today, and she is in. So just so everybody knows that's what next week is going to be. And then there's maybe a surprise for another episode. It may be the week after may not be right, James. You know what? Uh, we're flat at the seat of our pants right now and a bunch of things, but there is we have ideas. a lot of good ideas, <laughs> a lot of great ideas. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, what's really, we don't know if they're broken promises. <laughs> that's, what I'm saying. that's the cool thing about wrestling, man. What's kayfabe and what's real. Uh, you don't know if they end up on the boulevard or broken dreams. You just never know. Anyway, yeah, James? I was gonna say something bad. So, ah. like, I, like I said, we were really happy to have Amy on here today. Yes, yes. Uh, like I wasn't kidding about Amy being my first top guy friend. She is a sweetheart. She's a good person, and it was good to have her on. Clearly, can't wait to, wait to meet her in uh, for the first because I didn't get to go last year in uh, Chicago, and the rest of you assholes. So, except for you, Devin, jack off because you're married next year. Yeah, thirteen months <laughs> later. Still kind of upset that I found that out. Like, yeah, because the bullshit is he's not coming next year either, James. Oh, yeah, exactly. Be, well, be next month. Anyway, uh, go ahead, James. Let's do the outros. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. <laughs> well, I think we've definitely talked long enough, and uh, Lord knows. Uh, oh, hang on, James. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There it is. <laughs> it's time to go home. That's a go home call. You know, uh, shooting in the refs here. I want to thank Amy, like we just said, uh, for being on the episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everyone for the positive feedback. 
obviously, uh, you know, great episode with the great questions today. Thank everybody for writing in, tuning in, retweeting us, liking, commenting, subscribing, watching, listening, whatever you do. We are the Kickout Crew, but uh, I am at James L. Corai, and I'm going to send it uh, at the order of how my screen is. And uh, next on the mic is my man, Devin. So, uh, you know, go ahead and give the people your stuff and uh, take it away. I'm Devin Dowley. You can catch me at DevinD19 on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Uh, I thought this was a really fun show to cover with you guys today and with Amy. Uh, 2015 was the year I graduated high school, and I was fully enthralled in the wrestling atmosphere. <laughs> so uh, this was a fun show. I'm excited to see what uh, what we're going to do next week. You're such an asshole. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That one cut me deep in my heart. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, Devin. Uh, Mike, uh, tell the people how to get a hold of you. Uh, you can find me at Whitaker1028 on Twitter. Um, pretty much all I'm really on. I'm messing around with everything here and there, but hit me up on Twitter and let's have a chat. Oh, yeah. And uh, next, Adam, tell the people how to get in touch with you. You know, mention all of the shit that you do. I know you're a busy man. <laughs> uh, so it's Adam underscore from underscore Bama. Um, shout out to that one special person out there, you know. We don't do nothing, oh, nothing like that. But, uh, and then, uh, holler, you know, like I said, I'll be out of town next week with Frank. So pay attention to Twitter because we're going to do some, we're doing 21 hours straight driving U-Haul truck, me and Frank. Providence, Rhode Island to New Orleans, Louisiana. So, uh, we're going straight through. So we're going to have a good time. Man. That's going to be some fun stuff. Congrats to Frank. Uh, you know, you got a bunch of fans here at the Kickout Crew for sure. And uh, Brad, uh, tell the people how to reach you. I am Brad at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. Just want to say real quick, next week, Adam actually is going to have a different, a whole different segment that he has been working on for some time. He got a bunch of DMs, me too, about why Adam is not a bigger part of the show. I said, that's up to Adam. So he's got a big surprise for us next week. So stay tuned. Oh, ooh. Well, I guess that's the only way we can do this with a little teaser. And, you know, uh, so once again, thank you for listening, watching, subscribing, everything. We are the Kickout Crew. Because when life gets you down, uh, you know, kick out it too. Because that's what we do. We're the Kickout Crew. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week. Appreciate it. Peace. I guess I'll go ahead and get into it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special and somber kickout crew episode. Today, we have Mike and Lorraine. We have Brad in some pain. We have Devin eating. Coach, Adam, where are they? Who knows? But we have Amy. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do it that way. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> All right.